Oh, shit. Hold on one second. Let me un- unmute. Daniel's mic is muted for some reason. Hold on one second. And he should be good to go. Eric, what's going on? What's cracking? It's going good. Hold on. I think he's... Daniel, let me know. Check your mic. Hold on. Let me try it again. Where is he? <laughs> he has become got disconnected. He's become oh. Iceman. Oh, okay, there he goes. All right. So until he uh, becomes unfrozen in time, <laughs> we're going to keep it going. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me get over here to chat. There he is. <laughs> oh, shit. What's going on? Movie Dojo Army. What is cracking? Uh, Trado in the house. He says, what's going on? Fascinating guy, sci-fi century, Asian movie enthusiast. Can't wait for the ruckus to begin. Ballin', what's going on? Oh, shit. The sex sumo in the house. That's right. <laughs> it's Let's Rage. Michael Gonzalez, what's going on? Ballin'. All right. Sanzi boy, what's cracking? Jake Hall, what is going down? Uh, Sexy Sumo says, Daniel looks like Gerald Okamura. <laughs> I can see a little bit of that with the, with, the little, with the peach fuzz right there. Big trouble, little China. I can see that. Is he still frozen? Daniel is experimenting today, chat. He's trying uh, out his laptop. So if any uh, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff goes on, because right now he's he's Max Hedrum. He's popping and locking right now. <laughs> Not on purpose. So if, if, uh, if we're having issues with, with Daniel, he'll pop out and he'll come back in and we'll figure it out. Are we back? John Barney, what's going on? There you are. Are you back now? I don't know. You're reminding me of Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> if you stand really close, <laughs> no one will see me. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. 16 people in the house already. That's what I'm talking about. Eric? How was your Christmas, sir, and your New Year's? It was it was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty, pretty you know, family gathering gatherings maybe a little bit smaller than usual given the circumstances, but uh it was a lot of partying and uh good times. Right. Cool, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, Thanos got to Daniel. <laughs> he, he, the, the snapping has happened, Daniel's gone. It's all good. We will remember him fondly. Mm. He was a good dude, you know. <laughs> Tribal Chief, what's cracker lacking? That's right. Everybody coming to come hang out with us tonight because we are. They're asking, are those candles uh, in the background there, Michael? Oh, Michael's asking. Oh no, those are uh, those are orange uh, lights, like Halloween lights, dude. The light. I'm I'm telling you, man. Every time I watch your videos, the lighting is like. It's got the atmosphere now. <laughs> Me, I'm over here just. Well, I didn't go. I didn't go full Suspiria on you. I got to go full Suspiria on you one of these times. Get out the red lights. Yeah, know? yeah. Eighteen people hanging out. That's right. <laughs> uh, Gene says his favorite Robert De Niro movies are Goodfellas and Casino. All right. All right. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So we're here to talk Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> well, we will talk oh, about man. him a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. 20 people. 20 badasses showing up. That's enough people to go ahead and get a crack of lacking. What do you think? 
Yeah. Going to get it started? All right, so we are here to, to, to uh, talk about and discuss the filmography of Mr. Robert De Niro, one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, but just like, uh, you know, all the other actors that we follow, there's five billion movies out there that they have made, and we haven't seen all of them. <laughs> so this is where you come in, chat. So we're going to go through his filmography. We're going to actually skip a couple of, of the first ones. Uh, but if there's any of them that we don't don't know anything about, we have not seen yet, let us know. When I read out the title for you guys, let us know in, in chat if it's a yay or a nay. Like, we should check it out. is actually pretty good. Or pass, okay? Because we're going to go back and check your comments. 29 people hanging out. That's right. Hanging out with Mr. Eric, the Asian movie enthusiast. So we can go ahead and get it going. What's my name? Dunkachino. <laughs> Dunkachino. Oh man, I have not seen that movie, but that's the only thing I, I clip I've seen it. Me, me too. Laugh. All right, here we go. We're gonna go here <coughs> to IMDb. Gonna clickety click here, and let us go all the way down to the beginning. To the beginning. Uh, but we're going to be skipping a couple of ones. So remember, chat, if we skip any of them, let us know if you've seen them or, or yay or nay. Pass or we should check it out. All right. We got 1965. Uh, Mr. De Niro started very early in his career. We have Three Rooms in Manhattan, Encounter, Young Wolves, Greetings, The Wedding Party, Sam Song, Bloody Mama, Hi Mom, Jennifer on My Mind, Born to Win, the gang that couldn't shoot straight, bang the drum slowly, and uh, the, the one we're gonna, the one we are gonna talk about, <laughs> 1973s. We're gonna start off with Mean Streets. That's right, the first big uh, collab uh, with Mr. De Niro and Martin Scorsese. I mean, this movie stars one of our favorites, Harvey Keitel, as well. I love that guy. He is fantastic. <clears throat> Basic plot for uh, Mean Streets is a it's a small it's about a small time hood tries to keep the peace between his friend Johnny and Johnny's creditors. This is one of those movies that my dad has been trying to get me to watch for years growing up. Mean Streets, son, son, Mean Streets, right? He was always doing that, right? And uh, I just never got around. Yeah, I just never got around to it, but. Uh, Finally, when I got around to it, I watched it and I, I enjoyed it a lot. I need to buy it on Blu-ray. It was very, very good, very well done uh, drama thriller. You can see the early styles uh, and techniques of Scorsese-isms, if you will, uh, how he does his camera work, the tracking shot a little bit, and and how he throws in the, the classic, iconic music soundtracks you know, from that era. Uh, but... Um, Dude, did you let me know what you thought about Robert De Niro's Johnny Boy's character in this movie? Did oh, you want him to instantly die? <laughs> I think, and I almost feel like it's uh, it's like everyone knows, maybe not somebody quite this bad, but everyone has bad eggs in the family or friends, right. so it's kind of relatable. Right. You know, yeah. just, just watching Kaitel just have to deal with this freaking guy. You know what I mean? It's just trying to avoid conflict all the time and. You know, just trying to. I kind of like movies where you'll have a wild guy, but yeah. showing how everyone else kind of has to deal with him. You know, and I, so yeah. I kind of found it to be pretty interesting, and it, there was some fun moments when they were hanging out too. So it was, oh, yeah, it's a good solid flick. 
Yeah, very, very, very good. Very solid. We're talking about mean streets right now, Daniel. 30 badasses hanging out with us tonight. Um, uh, it's, it's Avengers Endgame now. You have come through the portal. Daniel, you, Daniel, you are back. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, let's see here. Um, but yeah, overall, back to Mean Streets. Very good, very solid thriller. The ending is like, well, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> it's expected. Um, but just De Niro did such a good job of being such a like that kind of character. He just like shut up, <laughs> shut up. You know, the, he owes the he owes the big wig money in that area, and he's just fucking with him. You know, Harvey Keitel's trying to you know it's gonna be okay. We're gonna get you know everything's gonna be all right. And De Niro's just talking shit <laughs> like still to the guy. It's like oh my god, dude. But still, good movie. I, I would I would love to own that. I, I definitely enjoyed Mean Streets. Uh, Eric, you got the next one, buddy. Oh my! If not, we'll, we'll just you just skip the next. <clears throat> the next one's a big one. The oh, Godfather shit. Part Two. Man, that was his next movie. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. <laughs> Holy he, shit! Talk about a debut. Boom! You just just shot right up, right? So you got yeah. the early life and career of Vito Corleone in 1920s New York City is portrayed, while his son Michael expands and tightens tightens his grip on the family crime syndicate. This is Francis Ford Coppola directed. You got Pacino in this, De Niro, Robert Duvall. Yes. It's an insane uh, cast here. Talia Shire. The always reliable Robert Duvall. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's great. And, uh, you know, this is one. It's been, actually been a little while. I watched, uh, you know, all three movies maybe like five or six years ago again. Yeah. But uh, it's it's hard to pick between the first two. The first two are just so yeah. good. And the second one has that additional dynamic of like the, I think the time changes, right? And like flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. But uh, one of my favorite Pacino performances is in this film, actually, yeah. this early in his career. So I, I'd say, you know, what is there really to be said about this? It's just a fantastic uh, crime film. And, you yeah. know, if you haven't watched it, you have to watch uh, the first two, especially of these. Yeah, highly recommend. And I mean, the first half of the movie is, you know, Robert De Niro playing a very young Marlon Brando from the first movie and how, you know, showing him come up. And, and you know, of course, we all know the most memorable scene <laughs> yeah. is when he went to track track down the, 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 the so-called big wig in that area. And he's like, no, no, um, it, it's, it's my turn now. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking claim. No, you're, you're, you're useless. You're weak. You know, I'm here. We're going to change things. The family's going to change things. But uh, very well done. Very well done movie. But yeah, even till this day, it's still debatable which Godfather movie is better. Mm-hmm. Which is which is good. it's a good thing. It's definitely a good thing. Uh, Daniel, do you want to get the next one, or you want me to read it to you? Yeah, I got it. I'll get it. Um, uh, it's uh, I got no. I guess I got lucky too, man. Uh, it's a 1976 oh, film, Taxi Driver. Woo! And yeah, man. I mean, I haven't. It's been like years since I've seen that film, and yeah. I mean, I'm truly trying to like <laughs> really remember like the hot stuff. I just know that. De Niro played a freaking psychotic dude, and well, not all psychotic, but I mean, just oh yeah, man. I mean, he, need, he needed what some else help. Can you say about a taxi <laughs> he needed some yeah, help. He needed some professional yeah. help. May have got him through his his uh, his stress, his trauma, and just it just slowly, just slowly throughout the movie, he just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And the soundtrack's great. The the Scorsese film New York for that time perfectly 
I mean, walking walking in some of those horrible rundown, you know, apartment complexes, it's like the, the walls are so dirty in the movie that you you feel like you need to take a shower after watching the damn. <clears throat> but uh, without spoiling the ending or the third act, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah. And the first time yeah. I watched Taxi Driver was not expecting that at all, at all. Uh, but fantastic movie about it's, it's just it's just you know he's an old war veteran and he's just trying to make ends meet and he becomes a taxi driver but slowly you know dealing with life but not give not getting good advice from anyone <laughs> like not getting good advice from anyone not getting help from anyone and um you know he just slowly it just gets worse and worse and worse and we also have Harvey Keitel in that movie as well uh, but of course, the classic line, you know, you talking to me? Yeah, <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. you, you. Yeah. I'll kill you. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows yeah. by now. But the fun fact is, uh, the whole you talking to me iconic line was ad libbed by Mr. De Niro, like he made that up on the spot. So, but yeah, man, if you guys, I don't want to spoil it for any newbies mm-hmm. here. But Taxi Driver is, is a phenomenal film, dark gritty superbly acted uh violent just it's just you know there's not that many movies like this now (laughs) now you know what i mean like this was just as this movie was definitely ahead of its time when it came out i'm I'm, yeah i'm surprised it got the praise it did back then because i you'd think a movie like this dark gritty and violent and the subject matter would have been like yeah, we don't want to. I think, I think by the seventies, everybody was ready for stuff like this. Yeah, I think, I think so. that's what it was. I agree. I agree. But still, a classic. Uh, and now it's it's my turn. All right. What so I mean, he, he's hitting it off off the park here. Mean Streets, Godfather Part Two, Electric Boogaloo, Taxi Driver, and uh, nineteen hundred. I do not know anything about this. Anybody know about this? I have not seen it. Nope. About I the mean, last tycoon. The last nope. tycoon? No. Uh, I I I saw New York, New York. Have you guys seen that? Yes, I haven't seen it. Um, I seen it only one time. It was a very, very, very long time ago. Uh, also directed by Martin Scorsese, and I remember it being good. And De Niro's character was terrible, like not not in a bad, like horrible character written character. But just the character he played was just—he's <laughs> just a horrible person, horrible person. Uh, but if any of you have not seen New York, New York, it's about an egotistical saxophonist, De, uh, De Niro's character, and a young uh, lounge singer meet on a VJ day and embark upon a strained and rocky romance. Even as their careers be- uh, began a long uphill uh, climb. Uh, yeah, so they, you know, they, they, they success is there because she's so talented, but he's just his ego just won't allow her to be happy. It was, it was I, I, I would like to revisit it, uh, but I remember it being solid. I remember it being solid. All right, Eric, you're next, bud. All right, what do we got here? We got New York, New York, some type of TV mini series. I don't even know what that's about. Oh, the Deer Hunter. 1978. Another one. Oh, yeah. Another yeah. big one. Let me fire up my notes here and get that. Dude, he had on fire. Yeah, yeah, the 70s. This is ridiculous. So this one I remember, you know, 1978, 
directed by Michael Cimino. And you got De Niro, Christopher Walken, um, Meryl oh, Streep wow. is in this, and a bunch of people. And this is about uh, an in-depth examination of the ways in which the U.S.-Vietnam War impacts and disrupts the lives of people in a small industrial town in Pennsylvania. So I like uh, about a third of the film is set in Vietnam, and yeah. it's a very effective drama, and it shows yeah. the impact of the war experience. You know, the locales and visuals are very good. Performances are all top-notch. It's three full hours long, which I think might be a tad a tad on the long side, but very solid flick. And I think the story arc of Christopher Walken's character was, was pretty uh, – and. Uh, let's say uh, entertaining, I guess you could say, but also, uh, you know, a bit of a, a intense experience as well. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is one of those where you hear about it and it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's, it's, it's very lengthy and it has its slow burn moments, but it's mm-hmm. just, again, another just cinematography is beautiful, superbly acted, but you know, this was one of those movies when I was growing up, I was a young teen. I was a young teen and my dad, <laughs> son, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch the deer hunter today, right? <laughs> and I was just kind of like, you know, when you're a young teen, right? What are you thinking about around that time? <clears throat> Explosions and boobies, right? That's what you're <clears throat> thinking about, right? So I'm just kind of like, oh, no. It's one of those uh, sit me down and force me to watch an old movie. Oh. And I sat there watching it bored because i'm stupid and i sat there watching it and then then when it got to the russian roulette scene mm-hmm. when this scene came up i think that was probably around that, that this scene may have what made me a, a robert de niro fan because the acting was just powerful and the subject matter and it, it was a very traumatic scene and I shut the fuck up <laughs> after watching that. I sat up, I paid attention, and I watched it to the very end. I ended up enjoying the movie. And of course, my dad had to rub it in, you know, son, yeah, yeah, I know movies. I'm like, all right, dad, all right. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that was my, that's my little deer hunter story there for you guys. Boo, Daniel, boo. You got the, oh, damn, you got the next one. Per- Actually, it's kind of perfect. <laughs> I mean, you're just talking about gladiator yeah, not that long ago, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was looking forward to this one, so I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, so everybody knows the Raging Bull, yes, and it's the life of boxer Jake Lamada, and it's it's also it also has that that kind of like that um that the at the times that you know it was made in the 70s but they took it back a little further maybe about 1950s and how the how the life of a boxer really was and sometimes this guy was just this guy had not only issues man but not only was he violent inside of the ring he was uh, he was equally violent outside of the ring just as a person yeah. and yeah i mean the just the just the sheer like drama of the fact that how boxers at that time were just really like you know that's all they had at that time they really some people had, you know, their support structure. He didn't have much of a support structure. If, if he, yeah. And when he did, he kind of just like, you know, just kicked it to the side. And I mean, yeah. just a fight and just, just like a, like a period piece. I mean, it's like the time where yeah. boxing at that time, at that time yeah. in, in that era was like just no freaking, no mercy, 
you know what? They yeah. didn't give a shit about you. No life insurance, none of that shit. So that's how, that's how I saw it, man. I mean, it's it's a yeah. it's a great freaking movie. It's it's I agree, Daniel. It's just it's just a classic. It might be my favorite Martin Scorsese movie, but that always changes. Yeah. <laughs> I sit down and I watch another. I watch sit down and watch Goodfellas, and I'm like, no, this one's my favorite. And then I'll sit down and watch something else. No, this one. But uh, but you put the gun to my head real quick. Uh, <laughs> unlike unlike Deer Hunter style. Uh, <laughs> I have to choose. It'd probably be Raging Bull because it's just, uh, it's, it's, br- it's brutal. It's honest. It's realistic. Um, and it's funny because I remember uh, hearing Jake LaMotta, the real life boxer the movie's based on, saw De Niro's performance in the movie, and he was like, "Fuck." He's like, "Man, I was a, I was an asshole, but fuck, man, th- this guy's like more of an asshole than I am." <laughs> he wasn't bashing De Niro, but he was just like, "Fuck." You know, I was like, "Shit, I'm, I, I was horrible," uh, but he he liked the movie though. But yeah. I, I just it's 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 one it's one of those movies that you call a success story. It's one of those, and I say that in a sarcastic way. Mm-hmm. And it's just just rise to the top. He was on top of the world, and then man, did he fall hard fast? And of course, you have De Niro, you know, being the method actor that he uh, was at the time. You know, he got in shape, got ripped. Do you think Raging Bull was the most was the best shape he's ever been in his life, or was it was it Cape Fear? Because he was shredded uh, in both of those. What do you think? I think, I think in I think in um in Raging Bull he had to be because just the sheer like exercise and the way you have to use your body, the way you have to work on the timing. If he yeah. and if he's a method actor, he's gonna take it to that next level and put his body in shape to the point he just wants to not only add improv but he wants to add to the character just. Right. In the way so probably, we're athletically and athletically, I think. Just in my opinion. Probably Raging Bull then. Yeah. Probably Raging Bull. Yeah. Uh yeah. was that true that he broke Joe Pesci's ribs? I I never checked on that, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> I sure it hurt that, though, man. I'm pretty sure you know, I'm pretty sure it hurt. Yeah. Mm. Like he broke when like in the boxing when he's training mm. and he's hitting Pesci, yeah. like he he broke his ribs. That's what I heard. I'm not positive on that. Oh, um but just five star movie for me. Yeah, it checks all the boxes. And this and, one also, uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say also just to add, I'm sorry, Samurai. I was gonna say oh, no, go his um his improv man on the characters he plays, like coming up from the 70s, was like like he he adds not so much improv, but when he gets, when he does it at when he adds improv, it's like it's yeah. it's great. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, I think one of my favorite uh, was what is it? You never knock me down, Ray. You never knock me down. <laughs> I think one of my favorite um, scenes in the movie was when he's at his worst and he goes to jail and he's in that prison cell and he snaps and he starts punching the wall, punch, punch, punch. And he's really hitting the wall. Like he is really hitting that wall. And then he's really headbutting the wall. And that just, just powerful acting. Just powerful acting in that scene. And it was just exactly it's a fantastic <clears throat> movie. And um let's talk about how before we move on here, how beautiful this movie is. Yeah. I mean, the cinematography in this movie is insane. It's really insane. And it's, it's funny because yesterday's stream, they didn't even know uh we were gonna do talk about Robert De Niro today, and somebody asked. Uh, why do you think uh, Scorsese wanted to use the black and white filter? Uh, do you know 
I mean, obviously it was creative choice. Do you guys know yeah. any like particular reason besides creative choice of why he used uh wanted to film it in black and white? No, I'm not uh, sure. I would say I would say to take I would say to take the to take that uh, aesthetic from the way they used to have the black and white boxing matches in the in those days, and they used right. to you know how you know how everything was black and white at that time. Yeah. Well, the, well mm-hmm. the time period of the movie, it was always black and white, and you know they had to even the old right. style, the way they used to keep the hands low, they didn't really you know keep hands up most of the time. They yeah. just had that old style of you know doing that basic. Yeah. You know, the basic hand yeah. one, two, and everything, keeping the hands up. So I think I, I think, think it's just the aesthetic from taking yeah. it from the way they used to show black and white of, uh, yeah. fights and it, boxing. That's and you could, you could be on to something there, but... I found uh, the answer. Oh, oh, there he is. He's, the fa- he's our fact it. checker. Okay. He's our fact checker. I am doing <laughs> trivia. The reasons why the film was made in black and white were mainly to differentiate it from Rocky, as well as for period oh. authenticity. Another reason oh, okay. was that Scorsese didn't want, did not want to pe- depict all of that blood in a color picture. Also, in the book, Jake LaMotta says, now sometimes at night when I think black, I feel like I'm looking at an old black and white movie of myself. Why it should be black and white, I don't know, but it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, Daniel, you were half right. Yeah. You, you were half yeah. right there. Wow, yeah. I'm you know what? I'm so glad that was smart to make a black and white to different differentiate it yeah. from Rocky. Uh, that was mm-hmm. very and plus when they got brutal and the blood was squirting all on the crowd and shit. Who knows yeah. if back then they would have been like, oh, you need to cut it back mm-hmm. or. But I'm I'm glad they did it just because again, it's just one of the most beautiful looking films I've ever seen. Like it's just so yeah. so good. And I'm sorry I'm gushing about Raging Bull a little bit too much. I can't help it. I'm kind of I'm kind of biased with that one. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. You ain't, you ain't lying. Yeah. You ain't lying, <laughs> Uh True Confessions, I have not seen. Anybody seen that? Yeah, I saw that one. I haven't seen, I haven't seen it. You want to talk about that one before I go to the next one? Yeah. What were your thoughts on the tr- uh, True Confessions? I just remember, I remember my dad liked this movie a lot. So I watched it with him a, a long time ago. And uh, let me get to the plot synopsis here. What's up, um, Ranjit? What's up, Ranjit? Welcome. And uh, I remember that it was a good flick, good performances, maybe a little bit on the slow side, and the ending was a little bit of an anticlimax. Remember, this came out in 1981, and it's about a worldly, ambitious Monsignor who clashes with his older brother, a cynical Los Angeles homicide detective who is investigating the brutal murder of a young prostitute. So, it uh, you know, you deal with some Catholic Church stuff in this as well, and... Uh, it was it was a good flick. I liked it, but it's not like I don't think it's it's an elite De Niro film in okay. my opinion. But there it does have a pretty strong fan base, I think. Okay, okay. Well, I'm just I'm already kind of interested anyway because it's Duvall and De Niro. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. All right. Well, still not a bomb. It's solid. Yeah, very solid movie. And now I'm gonna take the King of Comedy, 1982. Robert De Niro plays. Rupert Pupkin. That's right. Another Martin Scorsese film. <laughs> also starring Jerry Lewis in this and San- Sandra Bernhard. Uh, I didn't even know this movie exists. And my my oldest sister, Tracy, was the one that kept, ta- ta- kept telling me about it. And she was like, oh, it's hilarious. You got to watch it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I sat down and it's definitely, it's definitely a dark comedy. There's stuff in there that's, it's, it's, that's funny. And it's you know some of the jokes are dated, but there's there's actually some funny stuff in there. But 
of course, now uh, for the new audience, for the younglings today, uh, King of Com they, they probably know the King of Comedy uh, because it was part of the inspiration for Joker. Uh, very similar, very similar type of plot, uh, except you know Rupert doesn't go insane on the way, <laughs> but he's a little out there. So the plot synopsis is: Rupert Pupkin is a passionate yet unsuccessful comic who craves nothing more than to be in the spotlight. And to achieve this, he stalks and kidnaps his idol to take the spotlight for himself. I'm trying to remember uh, what was the tagline in that at the end, like the very end when he goes out there when he's on the talk show in front doing his jokes in front of the crowd while Jerry Lewis is locked up. I try to remember he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I locked him up in the back right now. You guys don't know that. <laughs> but he said, he's like, I, I know I'm probably going to go to jail or something like that. But he's like, he said something about, he's like, I'd rather be a king for a day than a schmuck for life. Yeah. That was his line, which was, which was great. Oh man. But there are some goofy jokes in there, man. Like when he was trying to get to, uh, trying to persuade Jerry Lewis early in the movie, Mm -hmm. and he's like he's like hey he opens up his wallet and he's all like hey you want to see my pride and joy <laughs> and his pictures of detergent pride and joy it was so cheesy <laughs> jerry lewis wow. is like jerry lewis is looking at him like what but yeah i remember it being entertaining I for me yeah. top five scorsese film for me oh really yeah right. top five i'm kind of starting to think uh this is underrated because i think when it came out i don't think it did well I think mm. it kind of just did okay. It wasn't like a huge, gigantic smash, uh, but it's it's a good movie, man. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Hold on one second. We got Tony of the Dead here. Hey, guys. Sorry I couldn't be on tonight, but I'm looking forward to talking with you guys next time. Uh, no, Tony. No, that's it. You're fired. <laughs> uh, you're fired, and uh, that's it. You will not be invited. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding, buddy. <laughs> Hey, hope you feel better, and uh, thanks for supporting the channel, man. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tribal Chief said his performance was riveting and cringy at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rupert Pupkin. But yeah, very entertaining. Very entertaining movie. All right, Eric, it's all you, buddy. Oh, no. All right, so we got Once Upon a Time in America, 1984. Yeah. This was directed by Sergio Leone. The legend. A former Prohibition-era Jewish gangster returns to the Lower East Side of Manhattan over 30 years later, where he once again must confront the ghosts and regrets of his old life. This also has James Woods, Treat Williams, Treat. Joe Pesci, Danny Aiello, William Forsythe. Yeah. Really good cast. Wow. Really good cast. Yeah. I remember uh, I saw this once a long mm -hmm. time ago. And I kind of remember not liking it. I remember I, I had real, real, uh, a real problem with the pacing of this film. Yeah, it's, it's three hours and forty nine minutes long, right. and I think I watched it on television, which made okay. it even worse because with, with commercials, it's just oh, takes forever. And yeah. I, I just thought it was too long. But that's <laughs> all I remember about it is that I just didn't like it. But I think I need to revisit it because uh, I, yeah. I, I'm but a fan of everybody involved. You know, don't kill me. <laughs> don't kill me eric but i've had it on blu-ray for like forever and i still haven't watched it yet <laughs> yeah. and i wanted to watch it to prepare for tonight but unfortunately i didn't have the time uh i did watch another de niro film 
We'll see if we, whoever gets to it later. I'll let you know what it is. I did watch one uh, another movie earlier today with Lady Fatblood, and we both enjoyed it. Uh, but um, I remember the DVD release of the movie, and they fucked it all up. I remember people were pat- uh, pissed off about it because they it, they had it on two discs because it's a long movie, mm-hmm. and they did the first disc. They screwed up the transition, like the cut. So they're like in mid sentence or a scene. So what we need to do is we need to go. <laughs> it just oh, cuts oh, mid sentence, and then the second disc just starts. It's, I remember fans were pissed, so I, they fixed that problem obviously with the Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Maybe we could talk about it on another on another stream revisit. Mm-hmm. Fats fat revisits. Yeah, maybe we'll do something like that. All right. I think I am next here, and we have... I think Sentry's next, isn't he? Oh, or... Sentry, you're next, buddy. Go ahead, bud. I was going to say, um, well, I've been looking so, so far when you guys have been uh, clarifying about talking about the films, but I have not seen I have not seen Falling in Love. I have not seen Brazil. I don't know if you guys okay. have seen it. Uh, Brazil I haven't seen the... Yeah. I mean, if I, I can, I can, I can open up the get the information on it. We can talk about it. that way. You can talk. No, about no, it. it's okay because he he had like a little small part. Yeah. So we oh, can okay. skip Brazil. We can skip that. Okay, and then uh, we got to uh, the mission. I haven't seen that one. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the movie I saw today. <laughs> oh, okay. I have not seen oh, it. You want to take? You, you haven't take seen it, Eric? No, I thought you saw it. That's why I was like, oh, Eric's gonna kill me. If he... Oh man, I thought you'd seen it, dude. So, if there's any movie out there, chat, that, you know what, you're like, you know what, I'm in the mood to hate humanity. <laughs> oh, I'm no. pop in this movie, because I'm in the mood to hate humanity and get really angry and depressed by the end of the movie. It's one of those. It's one of oh, those. Okay. But, let, but let, me, uh, let me click on it. Hold on one second. 1986. The Mission. Uh, directed by Roland Joffe. I think I'm saying his uh, name right. I might be saying it wrong. I apologize. Uh, but it is about an 18th century Spanish uh, Jesuits. They try to protect a remote South American tribe in danger of falling under the rule of pro-slavery Portugal. And uh, you got a very young Jeremy Irons in here. Believe it or not, not playing a villain. <laughs> Uh, but he was very good in this. Uh, you have a very young uh, Liam Neeson in this as well, uh, before he was big time. But a very, very well-acted uh, film. Uh, without spoiling it, though, um, basically, De Niro is, is a mercenary and is kind of working with some with some of the slave traders. Not, not a good guy. Not a good guy. Uh, he ends up uh, doing something. I won't tell you what that uh, ends up going to send him to prison. He gets found by Jeremy Irons, who's the priest, and he takes him in to kind of finish off his sentence or kind of serve his penance under the church. And he takes him out there, and uh, it's a redemption movie. However, it turns into something else uh, by his third act, and uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful-looking movie. Cinematography is great, very well acted. The score is by our boy, Eric Inyo. Mm. What a colon. <clears throat> score is fantastic. It's just one of those heavy movies that you watch once in a while. You don't watch it all the time. Mm. Uh, but I highly recommend uh, The Mission, and I was happy to 
re, you know, finally watch the damn movie because I've had the Blu-ray for a while. Huh. And uh, yeah, highly recommend the mission. Just remember, guys, it's it's not a family picture. It's not one of those, okay? <laughs> but it's pretty good. All right, uh, Eric, go for it, buddy. No. Or does Daniel still need to go? Yeah, if you if you've seen Angel Heart, you better take it because I haven't seen this one. Yeah, Did I haven't. Angel Heart? No, you know I haven't seen it, man. I have not seen Angel That's Heart. That's the movie that Chat constantly keeps telling me to watch. It's on the list. It's in the queue, but I haven't seen it. But I know it's a, I know it's a mystery thriller. I've heard it's really good, though. I heard it's, I heard, it, I heard Angel Heart's pretty good. So, uh, Eric, we'll just go to you, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah. The Untouchables, 1987. Yes! Another big one. Yes! During the era of prohibition in the United States, federal agent Elliot Ness sets out to stop ruthless Chicago gangster Al Capone. And yes. because of rampant corruption, assembles a small hand-picked team to help him. So you got Kevin Costner here, Sean Connery, Andy yeah. Garcia, De Niro, a bunch of dudes. Billy Drago is in this. So yes. yeah. I remember I I watched this one a bunch of times, especially when oh. I was younger. It's just got it's got that nice blend of yeah. legit drama and character interaction, as well as the action. You know, the, some really cool uh, scenes in this one with the carriage. This one with yeah. the carriage falling yeah. down the stairs yeah. in slow yeah. motion. That was sweet. Yeah, you know, this and and a fight that almost rivals the one in They Live. The one with Sean Connery and the other old dude in the in the in the alleyway. That was a legit yeah. fight. I wasn't yeah. expecting the first time I saw it. It was yeah. like, man, these guys can throw down these old dudes. So yeah, yeah it's uh definitely a must watch. I really like it. Fantastic. Again, uh scored by Ennio Morricone. So uh just a fantastic soundtrack, performances, characters, memorable moments, action, suspense. It has it has everything. It has everything, and it's definitely one of my favorites in that. But you gotta love. Uh, I wanted De Niro a little bit more in this, but he was kept to a minimum on purpose, I'm sure. But uh, he every scene he was in, he's you know he's he was a scene stealer in that movie. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burned to the ground. I mean, it's just great. It's great, and we all know about the you know enthusiasm, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, <laughs> <laughs> and you got the, you got the guy. You know, it's all he's talking about teamwork, and you got the one dude and at, at the table talking shit. Well, not talking shit, but just being a little bit too loud. Yes, team, team, team. Yeah. And De Niro knows that guy's off. That guy's up to no good behind yeah. the scenes, and uh, yeah, had to uh, handle yeah. that shit. He had to handle that shit. <laughs> That scene has been duplicated so many times in movies. The, you know, yeah. the table scene where somebody breaks out a bat or something. <laughs> the other scene I really like is when Sean Connery's testing the newbies and he gets all up in Andy Garcia's face and Garcia pushes back. Oh, and Sean Connery's like, I like this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. You're with end of the lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lesson. That is, it is a crowd pleaser man i mean that movie is just really a, a crowd pleaser um uh, uh daniel do you have you seen midnight run if not i'll take it uh no i haven't seen it take it all right so i rewatched midnight run because it's been so long uh yesterday so 1988 now uh robert de niro plays the character of jack walsh 
Uh, this is directed by Martin Brest, and it's an action comedy. And uh, Yafet Koto was also in this as well. You don't see that guy that much. But it's a very simplistic plot. You got an accountant. He's chased by bounty hunters. He's chased by the FBI and the mafia after jumping bail. And uh, you have uh, De Niro, who used to be a cop, who leaves the force for reasons that will are explained later. Uh, but he becomes a bounty hunter, and now he says he's sick of the life. He's just like, I just I want a big payday. So, uh, what you call it? The 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 dad from from a was it what is it um the dog movie? <laughs> what is it that was that dog movie? Oh, Bert Bert uh, Bert because of the B. Oh man, Be- Beethoven. Be- Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. I, I always I, that's all I see. The dad from Beethoven. Uh, basically, he ends up going after him for a big payday. So. There's some funny moments in that movie, but it was so nice to watch uh, an R-rated comedy from the fucking 80s. Taggart nice. from Beverly Hills Cop is in it. Dude, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, Midnight Run is fun. It's not one of those bust a gut every five mm-hmm. second comedies. It's not. It's like one. It's not one of those. But still, it's hilarious and uh, highly recommend Midnight Run. It's a Dennis it's a, Farina is great in it. Yeah, it's a good time. This actually uh, is. If I were to make like a list of top favorite movies of all time, this actually yeah. might make mine. It's really high on my list. Midnight Run. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It's just got the perfect blend for me for like just what, everything. What was the? Um, uh, what was it? Uh, he kept yelling that guy's name. What was it? What was it? Martin or something like that. Martin. Marvin. Oh, Marvin. Yeah. Yeah, special kept, agent Alonzo Mosley. He kept yeah. Yeah, busting Yafakotos, <laughs> but his yeah. rival, his rival bounty hunter that he was going up against was Marvin, and he always was like, "Marvin, look, look!" And he looks, and he turns around, and De Niro knocked him out. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Midnight Run is uh, definitely well done. I want, I would love to buy that on Blu-ray. Uh, go ahead and take it, Eric. We'll, well, the next three. The next three I haven't seen. Jackknife, Were No Angels, and Stanley and Iris. I have not seen those. Have not seen that either. Oh, chat, man. Chat, let us know about uh, those. Uh, yeah, just keep going to, you know, wow. do you know. How many more do you have that you haven't seen? <laughs> I got Goodfellas. Oh, this shit. like picking the number one uh, huge oh. draft pick here. Goodfellas, 1990. Yes. Scorsese directing. The story of Henry Hill and his life in the mob, covering his relationship with his wife and his mob partners, etc. Yeah, this is just, uh, you got De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Lorraine Bracco, Paul Sorvino. It just keeps yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is just an all-time classic gangster yeah. film. It's just all-time classic. It's mm-hmm. got like the perfect blend of like, almost like black comedy in it. And there's a lot of comedy in this movie. You know, yeah. like, I, like I laugh a lot while watching it. And it's... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just a very nicely crafted gangster flick. That's just, it stood the test of time. It's a must watch for everyone, really. Yes, it is. It's just, it's a timeless classic, like you were saying. 41 people hanging out with us talking Robert De Niro films today. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, but yeah, it's just, everybody was perfectly casted. You get the classic tracking shot <laughs> that everybody talks about in that movie. But just again, everything well done. Soundtrack, pacings, you know, the the performances. And is it me or does Robert De Niro's uh his character 
not really being the star or, or at the front somehow works for this movie. You know what I mean? Because you're kind of like, when you think Robert De Niro, oh, you th- when you, even when you look at the poster, Robert De Niro's like in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously he's the biggest star in that movie. But when the, when you watch the movie, the story follows the Ray Liotta's character, really, when they're showing him come up, up through the ranks and uh, gangsterdom. Yeah. <laughs> I just made up a new word. Another, in a way, I guess, could be another success story. Mm-hmm. Fellas, you know, you get, a, you get a good lesson in that one. Uh, but noodles and ketchup, yeah, <laughs> noodles and freaking ketchup, man. yeah, yeah, make sure not but, to uh, get whack, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> but uh, De Niro kind of just being in the you know, kind of like the crafty veteran character, gangster character, but kind of in the background, just watching, you know what I mean? Uh, I think that worked out better, uh, for the movie, uh, for his character instead of him being like the main, like the big star. Mm-hmm. Following De Niro's character, it just works out better. Him just being the behind the scenes guy, yeah, head guys, but behind the scenes, it definitely it's a it's a classic movie. You're getting all the big ones tonight, buddy. Yeah, uh, Daniel, go for it, brother. What's next? All right. Um, again, I have not. There's a few I have not seen. Um, I haven't seen Awakenings. I have not seen Guilt to Suspicion. Um, Backdraft. Well, of course, I've seen that one, so I'll talk mm. about that one. Uh, It was the, that's that you know typical fire um fireman and firefighter uh movie two Chicago firefighter brothers who don't get along have to work together while a dangerous arsonist is on the loose so I mean it's like you said I mean I think we might have talked about it in another stream before but um yeah yeah I mean it's a, it's a good it's a good suspenseful you know decent action yeah. more more action based towards like dramatic and thriller type of action. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, just uh, adding that drama with, you know, especially between uh, the characters, you know, Robert mm-hmm. Neer's character, the brothers, the two brothers. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an overall great film, man. Just it has that suspense and the action, not like top notch, top notch action, but it's got that, you know, it's got that balance between the drama, the action and, you know, just the, the acting from the characters. Yeah, definitely entertaining. Definitely entertaining. And I, I think De Niro kind of mostly was like a co-star in that, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. still, though, very, very entertaining film. And I, there goes Sexy Sumo in the comments right now. <laughs> Let me go, bull. <clears throat> we go. I mean, like this. Man. But Kurt, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell and, and William Baldwin were, they were great there. Also, man, all of them, even, I mean, Donald Sutherland, dude, was, <laughs> Donald Sutherland was freaking, was also, you know, just even though he wasn't that much, he didn't have much of a, didn't have that much screen time. I mean, they all the whole cast did great. Nice. Yeah, that's a that, that's, that's definitely a crowd pleaser. Is backdraft, and I heard there's a backdraft too, and I heard it's shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Big surprise! Big surprise! All right, let's get back to it. Do you have Midnight Run on Blu-ray, Eric? Not on blue, but I'm definitely going to pick it up. I have it on. Uh, I have an old DVD. All right. Now, chat. Uh, we pretty much already we already know towards the recent filmography that we're going to get to. We we have not seen like any of them, so it's going to be this might be a short stream tonight. Because <laughs> uh, I don't I don't you know maybe you can help us out and let us know about Dirty Grandpa and all that bullshit. So we'll 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 get 
and a lot of straight to video stuff. Uh, De Niro starting, uh, but still, still so far in his career, he's still the man. Uh, and let's go ahead and rewind it a little bit here. All right, so some somebody in chat said "Where No Angels" is hilarious. Hmm. Awakenings is the film with Robin Williams supposed to be very emotional. Oh, yeah, I have not seen that though. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I lucked out. I lucked out. It's my turn. <laughs> 1991's Cape Fear. Yes, Scorsese again directing. Very w- one of the most underrated Scorsese films. And one of the most underrated thrillers and one of the most underrated remakes ever. All right. So we got Nick Nolte's in there. You know, he's still considered. You can still look at him and not throw up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's kidding. Nick Nolte's great. But yeah, he's like Jessica Lang. She's awesome. De Niro, you got a very young. Um, uh, where is she at here? Where is she? The daughter, Juliette Lewis. Mm. Very young Juliette, uh, Juliette Lewis in here. And a cameo. We had cameos from the original uh, uh, Cape Fear. Uh, Robert Mitchum and Gregory Peck uh, were also in this movie. So uh, it, was it was it just me or was the editing really fast and the transitions of scenes really fast on purpose? Because there was some crazy stuff in here. It'd be like it looked like a normal movie, and all of a sudden the camera would be like, <laughs> or it'd be like crazy zoom ins. So, I, I enjoy this movie a lot. Uh, it's one of my fa- favorite De Niro uh, characters in here. Come out, come out, wherever you are, counselor. <laughs> I mean, just you can't. The, the role is just it's iconic for me. It's just great and. Uh, for those of you who have not seen or heard of Cape Fear, so the plot is a convicted rapist is released from prison after serving a 14-year sentence, stalks the family of the lawyer, played by Nick Nolte, who originally defended him. And uh, Nick Nolte defended him and knew he was a piece of shit and said, ah, fuck it, let's make a deal. And he was not too happy about that and went to uh, went to prison for 14 years and then got out. Because there's not much to do in prison except desecrate your flesh. <laughs> yeah, there's just... He's <laughs> talking about his tattoos. Yeah, he just goes at... It's a slow build, too. Slow suspense building. He didn't just go straight after him to kill him. He's like, no, I'm going to fuck with him a little bit. You know, I'm going to fuck with the... I'm going to mess with the daughter. I'm going to mess with the wife. I'm going to torture this guy mentally first before I try to break his neck. Does anybody remember the WWE wrestler Waylon Mercy? Does anybody remember Waylon Mercy, who just happened to talk like uh, De Niro's character from Cape Fear? He was a Cape Fear. That was his gimmick. He was basically (laughs) It was one of the worst gimmicks ever in wrestling back in the day and you know and you know you know that part of the movie where de niro's character chokes out nick nolte right well that's his that was the finishing move the sleeper <laughs> hold <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah yeah pretty much yeah yeah i don't know if you guys have heard of Waylon mercy nice little fun fact see what you get with fat samurai guy you get useless fun facts it's fun uh but yeah cape fear is is fantastic i mean it's almost to me. There's moments in that movie you're like, Ew. and then there's also other moments in that movie you're like, dude, is this supposed to be funny? 
Like this, I, I don't know if it's just my sense of humor, dude. But there was mar- there's parts in this movie that are like, oh, he's a terrible person, right? Like, Ugh. and then there's other parts in the movie. I'm like, dude, is this is this a dark comedy sometimes? Because they got the movie theater sequence. You know what I'm talking about? So you got Nick Nolte there with his family trying to watch the movie and enjoy it, and then you know De Niro knows they're there, so he's just being a dick and just laughing hysterically nonstop at nothing, you know. And then they end up they end up go and and they leave, and then he keeps smoking just to fuck with Nolte. He keeps smoking in the theater, and he has a lighter with two red. <laughs> the lighter is two tits that blink red, and I'm like, is this supposed to be? Is this a dark comedy? You know, there's this like moment like that, and then you have the moment where at the end, his character literally, years before Deadpool came out, his character literally breaks the fourth wall and he turns to the audience and starts talking. Do you do you remember that part at the end of the movie when he's on the boat and he's beating everybody up, torturing everyone? He turns, he turns to the audience and starts talking to the audience, and then he turns back to Nick Nolte. And when he whips his head around, it's like a cartoony effect, sound effect. Like, what? It's like, like, dude, rewatch this movie. I'm telling you, there's moments in here. I'm like, dude, was this supposed to be a dark comedy also? I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's entertaining for me. Plus, when he's speaking in tongues at the end when he's dying. Come on, man. When he's dying and he's sinking down. And he's like drowning. Come on. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, now I got to see this movie. <laughs> Come on. But other, other than that, other than that, other than that, he is a straight up beast in this movie. He is a, he is a beast, scary, intimidating, and oddly, Fucking hilarious because of the dark comedy moments, right? I think they're they're dark comedy to me. That's just my sense of humor. But yeah, yeah. one of the one definitely an iconic role for for De Niro. Uh, but I I still feel like people for kind of forgot about that movie. But it's one of my favorites. Go ahead, Eric. You're up next. Well, the next few I haven't seen: Mistress, Night in the City, Mad Dog and Glory, and This Boy's Life. Now was Mad Dog and Glory was Mad Dog and Glory was that the movie where De Niro's playing a regular guy? It was like a romantic film. He's playing this regular dude, but Bill Murray is the gangster in the flick. Yeah, it looks like it. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have good. I have seen a boy's life though. I could take that one, Eric. Like, I could yeah. take that one, Eric. Yeah. You could take a bunch. You, know, you could take a bunch. Yeah, take, take it, Daniel. Take that one. Yeah, yeah. The boys. This boy's life, man. I'm pretty sure in chat, man. If some people have seen it, dude. Freaking Leonardo DiCaprio does a real good job in this. Um, all the actors. I forgot. I forgot the mom's name, man. But Robert De Niro and and um and Leonardo DiCaprio, bro, just a super dis like super dysfunctional like step stepfather stepson, dude, yeah. and. I mean, they really like freaking the drama aspect, the intense of the tense of the method acting, dude. They like, I mean, this movie, dude, like makes you cringe, bro, how a grown ass man beats the shit out of a teenage stepson, dude. Like, bad. Yeah, that like, was he, uh, really, like, yeah, that was rough. Like, he, yeah, like rough, dude. Like, almost tries to strangle his, his stepson in front of his mother, bro. 
and Leonardo DiCaprio and and Robert De Niro, dude, freaking, they they do a fantastic job as far as acting goes in this uh in this film, man. But it's an intense, you know, thriller drama, and like uh, a lot of stuff, like you said, like it. In other words, it's like a stepfather playing the part of being the good stepfather, but like behind the scenes when the doors are closed, motherfucker yeah. just goes to town on on Leonardo DiCaprio's character as a stepson, dude, and makes that makes that kid do like serious shit you know with his mind as far as you know becoming like a little bit of a wise guy becoming a, a real big time rebel so yeah have you guys haven't seen it man it's a it's a freaking fantastic film i've seen it, I've seen it once but i re- i saw it once but after i got done watching it i was like why is nobody talking about this movie <laughs> like yeah. it's a, it's a good movie with de niro yeah. and a young dicaprio it's like you hear more people talking about fucking critters three with Leonardo <laughs> dicaprio than than this yeah. movie uh, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a heavy movie. Yeah, kind of reminds me a little bit of First Born, Eric. Do you remember First Born? Born? Chat. Does anybody remember the movie First Born? I think it came out in the eighties. Starring, it's kind of similar. Stepdad comes in, you know, whatever, and was nice at first, and then he becomes horrible later. Hmm. Starring, guess who the dad was? Peter Weller. Oh yeah, yeah. But firstborn, I remember being entertaining. This boy's life was like, <laughs> it was like heavy. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, very well, good, but very well done movie. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. What's next here? Uh, Eric, Eric, <laughs> you got a good one, buddy. Go for it. Saw it a long time ago. A Bronx Tale, nineteen ninety three. A father becomes worried when a local gangster befriends his son in the Bronx in the 1960s. You got Chaz Palminteri in a in a big role here. I just remember it being a pretty solid drama. Yeah, you know, well written. Mm-hmm. It's good characters in it. You know, all like the traditional filmmaking quality is there, but it's mm-hmm. been so long since I've seen it, I forget a lot of the the details surrounding it. Well, I'm sure you remember the one scene everybody talks about with that movie. The biker gang scene. Mm. <laughs> Where the biker gang scene comes up in there, like to get some get something to eat. Mm. And they lock the door and they beat the shit out of them. <laughs> they beat the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. I remember Joey Diaz, uh, the comedian, he was talking about, he's like, Yeah, that shit's real, man. That shit happened all the time back then. <laughs> Joey fucking Diaz. Cocksuckers. Uh, but uh yeah, it, it, Bronx Tale, another movie I feel is very it, kind of forgotten and, and it, it deserves a little bit more love, especially, you know, this is actually directed by Robert De Niro, mm. uh, uh, but very, very good, very solid film. And, uh, you know, De Niro kind of just plays a regular dad, you know, hardworking blue collar dad is concerned for his son. He's going over to the dark side of the of gangsterdom and uh, well acted movie. Very, very solid flick. All right. Breaking we, also also breaking also breaking racial stereotypes between people at that time. Yes. That mm-hmm. Yes, that was important. Yeah. Uh, have because remember, I need to rewatch this, and we may have talked talked about this before. Oh, so you got a good one. No, 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 no. If you if any of you have seen this, I'll let one of you take it because remember, I need to rewatch it. Go for oh. it. 
It's been too long for me. I can't. All right, do it. Daniel, it's yours. Yeah, then. I, mean, Go ahead. I could, I could, man. But you sure you really want me to? Because I don't want you don't want I don't want to respoil anything if you haven't seen it. Oh, back, man. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Go I ahead. Mean, Go ahead. I mean, like just like uh, well, I mean, one of my favorite movies, especially when it, when it comes to Halloween, you know. Yeah. And Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was just 1990, 1994, man. I mean, that's just like a, a cold, basic, you know, sci-fi horror. You know, a little bit of. Little bit of all kinds of genres going to taking it back to the Victorian age, Geneva, um, Victor Frankenstein, how he started, you know, how uh, he had his love interest, which was Helen Bonham Carter, and it was uh, yeah. Ken, Kenneth Wren, and then Robert De Niro taking the main, the main stage as the creature known as Frankenstein. And I mean, the whole his his acting, well, it's kind of hard to see how you know he really puts that emotion when he's. <laughs> When he's under prosthetics, but yeah, yeah, I mean, just just the overall story of of kind of making it even, breaking the the roles evenly between Victor Frankenstein and and uh, Robert De Niro's character as Frankenstein, and it's just it is great, man. It's it's yeah, horror horror aesthetic. It's got you know some intense, brutal scenes as far as it, taking it towards you know horror, not making it such a not making it too bloody, but still making it to the point where the audience can relate. And as far as humanity, you know, turning their back on Frankenstein, he's an yeah. abomination to people. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, you once you rewatch it, man, you'll be like, oh, okay, now it's like, damn, it's a I have movie. A feeling- like, it's, it's, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. It's, it's, go ahead, man. It's, I have uh, a feeling if when I rewatch it, um, I'll probably appreciate it a little bit more. But when I first watched it back then, again, I was young and dumb. And it was one of those, I did not know in the original material, Frankenstein was actually smart. He he was able to learn very quickly and fast and he could speak. Like talk, like, a, yeah. like, in, like, getting, like getting to a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I saw the movie, I was like, whoa, Robert De Niro's, a, you know, the monster, and I liked Robert De Niro as the monster, and then it, and then it kind of like I was like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" He's sitting down next to a fire, chilling with, <laughs> with the guy, and the, the Frankenstein monster is like, "Yo, you know, so what's going on, man? What you been up to?" You know, he's just like talking normal like that, and it was like, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Because I'm used to burn fire. That's what I'm used to. You know, I wasn't used to him just, "Hey, what's going on, man?" Hey. You mean borrow your cell phone for a second? I gotta make a call. You know what I'm saying? You know, I didn't know. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then now I know that in the original material, he he was intelligent. He was able to learn fast and speak. So now that I know that, I'm gonna go back and watch it again. I have a feeling I'll enjoy it a lot more. But I do I remember that. I do remember that scene where it was like fire in the background, and he was outside, and he starts screaming and rage and yelling, and he's like, Aah! "I remember, I remember that." And I was like, that's pretty fucking dope until he sat down and was talking about what we're going to eat at 5 o'clock today. But still, like I said, I didn't know the material then. Uh, Sexy Sumo says, watch it again, Fat Samurai Guy, now! Yeah. You're not the boss of me, man. I keep, I keep <laughs> my promises. Rips out her heart and says, I keep my promises. <laughs> that was cool. I remember that. I do remember that. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's definitely on the list for for revisits. All right, what do we got here? Do you think it's underrated, Daniel? Yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 
I think it's underrated, but I mean, still, they did have that. It did, it did, like, like you've said before, and I'm, and who else has said it? I think Eric has said it before. It still kind of has that whimsical kind of uh, score kind of thing that makes it kind of like a little bit towards fantasy, but still adds the horror and adds yeah. the drama yeah. and the the period piece as it being like in the Victorian, like in the Victorian era of of uh, Europe and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's underrated, but there is. There's some little parts of it that can make it like you know, kind of a little bit cheesy, but right. Like you said, it's like, not, it's not yeah, perfect, yeah. but it's 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 definitely has value and, and worth watching. Mm-hmm. Eric, because this is my channel, I'm cheating, and <laughs> I'm cheating. So we're gonna skip 101 nights. I'm gonna give you casino, and I'm taking heat. Sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. that, man. Dude, that's a hell of a dude. The Dude, Casino and Heat came out the same year. Man. 1995. That is insane. That is yeah, insane. So, wow. I'll do Casino. No, no, no. I'll do, I could do Casino. <laughs> but casino. Okay. Tale of greed, deception, money, power, etc. Between two best friends, a mafia enforcer, and a casino executive. And directed by Scorsese. Yeah, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Sharon Stone, James Woods, whole bunch of dudes. And, you know, a lot of people compare this to Goodfellas, you know, for, for certain reasons, of course. But what I liked about this movie is especially the first half, because I really like the detail that they went into into showing, uh, you know, the uh, I guess the how the workings of the casino industry and stuff yeah. like that. I really found it to be really interesting. And then when yeah. somebody tries to scam them or like, you know that a few scenes where somebody tries to 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 I guess screw the house over using uh, you know dubious means to take care of business. I like all that stuff. The thing I don't like about this movie is Sharon Stone's character. I think it's just a totally uninteresting side plot that went on way too long. I just did not care about anything that was happening there. So that that, that kind of downgrades the film for me because after a while I'm like, really, we're still going. We're still going on with this, huh? We're still we're still uh, doing this. Can we move on to something else a lot more interesting? Right. I just wish the film was about the casino industry. Screw Sharon Stone. Just get her out of the film completely. You know, find something else or maybe minimize it something, and uh, that would have made the film a lot better for me. But it's still a good film. So you 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 like her performance, but you hate the character. The writing of the character, I, I, I mean, it, you know, I understand why they did it, but it's just so one note. It's like this is not interesting. It's just repetitive. You just, I just, it's been a long time. I need to revisit it. I have the 4K Steelbook. I just haven't watched it yet, but um, I just remember she was just basically just a gold digger. That was about it. Yeah, <laughs> like no development of her character at all. But it's all about the uh, the pen is mightier than the sword in this with uh, Joe Pesci mm-hmm. <laughs> saving that guy in the neck. That was great. I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, another well done. Uh, do Do you see any fans of Casino over Goodfellas? Does that exist? Do you think? Probably. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> but still, overall, a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I agree with Eric. Right. They, they could have taken her character out, really. Sharon Stone, yeah, Sharon Stone's character could have been just, you know, they could have toned her, they could have just cut her out a little bit more and not put so much of her character in the movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
one of the worst movies of all time. We have 1995's Heat. It's garbage. It's a piece of trash. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks for joining the stream tonight, guys. No, I'm just <laughs> Directed by one of Eric's favorites because of atmosphere. We have Michael Mann. That's right. Also, uh, directed by Michael Mann. It's also starring Al Pacino, Val Kilmer. All right, so Honest, oh, John Voight, a lot of people, Tom Sizemore, Ashley Judd, and Wes Studi, and, and many more. Honest opinion, as much as we enjoy the movie Heat, and it's one of the greats, and I still, again, what is it? what is it about Heat that I just feel like it's just not that many people talk about it? Like, it's not as, or or do you think people talk about it too much? Like, I kind of feel like you know, people think of the classics, for some reason, Heat is like he got Goodfellas and all the other Scorsese films. For some reason, Heat is just as good as it is. For some reason, people don't go to it that much. I would I've agree. Heard of, I've heard a lot of people bash Heat. Believe it or not, uh, I'm not one of those people. But I've heard a lot of people bash Heat, saying it's long, too drawn out, boring, and only remembered for the bank high sequence. And I'm no. like, dude, were you watch? Were we watching the same movie? <laughs> What movie were you watching, buddy? Yeah, so Heat is a classic, in my opinion, which also needs a fucking 4K release. I don't know why they are lagging on that, okay? Um, but it's a classic. So those of you who have not seen Heat, it's about a it's about a group of professional bank robbers start to feel the heat from police when they unknowingly leave a clue at their latest heist. And you have the, the the bank robbers led by Robert De Niro, who's fantastic in the film. But you got you got the you got the police giving them heat, and his uh, the team led by Al Pacino. And my favorite line in the movie is, "She's got a great." <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it, damn it! Yeah, she's got a great ass. <laughs> Yeah, aerodynamic. One of the greatest lines and line deliveries in in cinema history. So why'd you help her? Why'd you help her? Well, you know, it's because of the because she's got a she had a great ass. Fantastic. She's got great. Fantastic. Yes. Um, the bank shootout sequence. Since we're talking about it now, the heist is probably one of the greatest, most realistic feeling. Mm-hmm. Real, it, it felt real. That shootout sequence, uh, probably in movie history, one definitely one of the best. Um, I have a question, Eric and and Daniel, for you guys. Do you think they could have taken Val Kilmer's character out of the movie? Mm-hmm. Was his character really that necessary? I don't know. I did kind of. I, I did like the dynamic that it went, though. Okay. I, I liked it. I wouldn't okay. like it if they took that out. I don't think. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't mind. I didn't mind this character, but then I guess you can say either way. I guess like a toss up. Okay. I guess you can say maybe maybe he's he was he was already you know he was already decent and like you said like Eric said it was it was a decent it was a good um uh, uh he was a good part of the plot but I mean. I, I think it's just it's just my it's just my opinion though. I mean, I guess it could have been either way. 
take him out. The only, or, or just, the only reason I brought it up is that was one of the other complaints of the movie, the people that don't like the film. I just want to hear your guys' take on it. But no, I think he was. I think it was necessary to have him in the movie, uh, especially with, the, like you said, the the dynamic between him and De Niro. And you know, De Niro's straight up. He's straight up G in this. De Niro's a badass. <laughs> he's just a straight up badass in this. But Eric, I'll give this to you. Uh, briefly talk about the uh, the the dinner scene. Oh yeah, this is yeah. classic. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched this movie, I stayed up to like, I think it was like a pay per view, and I it started at like three in the morning, so I stayed up yeah. all night and watched it for the first pay per view showing. And uh, this scene came up; it's just classic. You got these two guys who almost have kind of like a, a certain respect for one another, even yeah. though they're on opposite sides of the law. Yeah. They're just yeah. sitting there at the dinner table, yeah, just talking, you know. And it's you know they're talking, and eventually it gets to the point where it's like, listen, man, if you get in my way, you're going yeah. down, man. You know, I, yeah. I I respect the way you do things, but like you know, yeah, you're going down. Don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. And they're just a. Uh, Real and I like the ending too. The whole yeah. airport finale oh, yeah. that was sweet with yeah. like the shadows and the light and stuff. That was a cool scene. So yeah, that, they didn't have a lot of time together, Pacino and De Niro. But I think it was good because when they came together, it was like big time, uh, big time moments. Yeah, and another highlight of that dinner table was like it was interesting because the performance was not like who can outact each the you know who can outact. I'm going to overact you. No, I'm going to overact you. You know, it's just, it was very subtle. It wasn't like, you're going down. You know, it was any of that big acting. It was just very subtle. They both got their point across. And I like, I like the, the dialogue in there when, uh, what was it? I believe it was something like, um, what was it? Uh, uh, I only know how to do one thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, De Niro said the same thing. He's like, "I only know how to do one thing, and I'm going to do it." Mm-hmm. Something similar along the, along those lines. But uh, Heat is a classic, and more people. Know oh, about and one it. other moment that I love that my dad hated. Which one? Near the end, De Niro's in the car. Yeah, and he's just he's thinking, and he's just thinking in the car, and and the girl's like, "Is there something wrong?" He's like, "No," and he's he's honest. He's he's gone. He's like, "No," and he goes on, gets on the exit ramp. And you're like, oh, damn, you know. Yeah. So he had to make that decision, and you yeah. don't want him to make it, but he, you know, but it's it's yeah. a great scene. I love that scene. Yeah, you you wanted him to get away with the hot chick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, come on, man, you're gonna get free, you're gonna get away, you know. But good stuff. He had Where's he had to go, he had to go get revenge on this motherfucker. He had to get revenge. I like how he had the gun on him. And he's all, look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Boom. Wasn't Henry Rollins in this movie too? Like he was oh, like yeah, in the background. But yeah, he 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 is a a definite classic though. And uh, go ahead, Eric. Is it me or is it uh, Daniel in this one? Or, uh, yeah, I think it's Daniel's yeah, was, turn because yeah, I took uh, Casino. Yeah, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen the fan, but I will I will talk about uh, Sleepers, nineteen ninety six. I've been wanting and to I see thought... Sleepers for a long time. I heard that was good. But oh, yeah, go ahead. 
Go ahead, Daniel. You want me to? I don't. You want me to spoil it, man? I won't. I won't talk about no it. No spoilers. No spoilers for, yeah. for chat. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll just. Okay, I'll just put it like this. Okay, I won't say. I won't say Robert De Niro's um, role in this movie, but I will say that it does speak about abuse within the law enforcement system, and that's 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 what I'll oh, leave it at. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a it's a. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good drama, and it's very impactful as far as you know, minors and you know teenage kids, teenage boys, just in the legal system and like you oh, know as far as being incarcerated. Oh boy, I think I know. And then, what's yeah. Going. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I also yeah, recommend this one. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's who, a good, who is Jason Patrick in this? Who else is in this? Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah Billy Billy Cruda, okay. Robert De Niro, Minnie Driver. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a oh even even Dustin Hoffman is in this one. Oh oh wow the Hoff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't remember seeing too much, but of him, but I mean, um, but yeah, but you gotta this overall movie is, a great movie. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's all I'll say about it because it's. It's a good movie, man. I'd rather have you watch it and you'd be like, wow, it's a badass movie. Especially the end. The yeah. end is the, ba- the one of the best parts, but then I'll just leave it at that. Hey, you never know. I might have I might have another series or or I might stream Fat Samurai Guys Never Seen. Yeah. <laughs> just say, like, hey, I watched it for the first time yesterday. Let's talk about it. You never so, know. I might I might do that. You have not seen the fan either. I have. No. Everybody hates that movie. I remember thinking it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I have, but not enough. I don't remember it that much to talk about it. That's why I didn't really talk about it. But I do remember De Niro being good in it. Like, I like when he shook Mm -hmm. hands with Wesley Snipes for the first time. And then Wesley tried to go away, and he kind of pulled them. Was it the ending? Or was it the the ending that was kind of a letdown? Or was it... Too much hype and expectation. Maybe that's maybe two guys, two guys in their prime, and I think people probably for wanted another Cape Fear. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Hey, maybe we should revisit that and talk about it. That'd be hilarious. (laughs) We should do that. Yeah, but but check out Sleepers, Fat Samurai, my brother. That's Mm -hmm. badass. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, Let's see here. Marvin's Room. I have not seen that. Anybody? Oh, this one I can talk about. 1997's Copland. I'll briefly talk about it because De Niro's got a small part in this. It's more of a Stallone vehicle. Uh, but yeah, 1997. Uh, directed by James Mangold. The cast in this is insane. Stallone, Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, uh, Peter Berg. Who else we got in here? Robert Patrick's great in here. We got Michael Rappaport. Uh, a lot of people in here. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's about the sheriff of a suburban New, New Jersey community. It's populated by New York City police officers, and this slowly discovers the town is a front for mob connections and corruption. Uh, I feel like this movie is very underrated. It's one of those you when you rewatch it, you like it more. I think people weren't ready for it at the time. I think they were like, "What the fuck is this?" Fat Stallone. Fat, slow-talking Stallone. What is as a cop? What is this? I think that I think people couldn't get over that. Uh, but Stallone pulled the De Niro on this one. He went method, and he was very convincing. 
It was very convincing. And the, the, the action shootout at the end was very, it felt very realistic. There was a lot of suspense, great performances. I think Copland's a very underrated, underrated cop thriller, in, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, De Niro's trying to help Stallone's character, but there's always friction back and forth. I remember that because it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. But let's be honest. The one line everybody remembers from Copland is De Niro saying, you had your chance, but you blew it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the only line. It's like the line everybody remembers, you know. Uh, but Copland, Copland is solid. All right, go ahead, Eric. It's your, it's your show, buddy. All right, let me make sure if I skip any, I want to say what they are. Just so people I know. know. I, know I know you're itching to get to Dirty Grandpa. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we'll skip everything else. All right, yeah, so the next one, same year as Copland, is Jackie Brown. Oh, so shit. Jackie Brown, 97. We got yeah. uh, Quentin Tarantino. A middle-aged woman finds herself in the middle of a huge conflict that will either make her a profit or cost her life. You got Pam Greer in the big role here. You got Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Forster, Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton. It's a pretty loaded cast. Yeah. I remember this being uh, a good, solid flick from Tarantino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got solid performances. You got a pretty good story here. You, you know, it's, it, it does a lot of uh, moving around between the characters, obviously, as things are going down. I like the story, the way it plays out. The only thing I would say is that uh, for this one, I didn't feel like the dialogue was as strong as some of Tarantino's other films, or at least as interesting and, and quirky, you know? Yeah. And maybe the pacing was a little bit a little bit off. Also, I got to be honest, I thought Robert Forster was a little bit weak in this film, to be honest. Mm. I, I didn't, yeah. I found his character to be a little bit on the dry and dull side when he was on screen. Mm. So because of those reasons, it's not one of my top tier Tarantino films, but it's still a good film and I, I enjoy it. Yeah. How dare you say that about Robert? No, I'm <laughs> I generally like him. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Two words. But yeah, two words for me. Two words for me. Pam Greer and Bridget yes. Fonda. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Like I never I never thought I'd have a crush on Pam Greer. And this movie came out when I was a I was a I was a junior in high school and I had the biggest crush on Pam Greer, dude. And I was like, wow, this this chick is just hot, man. And of yeah. course the acting was great. And then Robert De Niro's character, uh Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, there it was a it was overall a good film, man. It's, it's, I couldn't tell a basic a Quentin Tarantino film, but it was fun and you know, you never I never got really bored of it. There were some times, like you said, like Eric was saying, um, like Robert Forster's could have added a little more to to the character. He did he did feel like it was kind of lazy, but everything else was was good in my opinion. Yeah, another another very well made, well done movie by Quentin. But did 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 anybody laugh hysterically like I did when uh, with Chris Tucker's death? <laughs> I was laughing my ass off when they threw him in the trunk, <laughs> drove him somewhere. And then opened up the trunk, and you didn't even see him. Oh, it was like a faraway shot, and you just heard Chris Tucker rambling. As soon as they opened up the truck, hey man, come on, man, come on, come on, man, come on, pop, pop, click. <laughs> I remember, man. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Pam Pam Greer is one of my one of my favorites as well, man. She's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Lady Fabulous caught me. Oh no, man, I'm in trouble, Chad. Oh no, you said it. Yep. <laughs> she knows. Oh, yeah. She knows. Damn it. She knows like, my. Just the crazy part. Just the crazy part. Richard Fonda, man. 
when Richard Fonda tells Robert De Niro, hey, want to fuck? <laughs> Surfer girl, surfer girl. I saw that. I was like, what the hell? Just out of the blue. When I first saw it, I was like, what, did she, what, the, what the fuck did she just say? I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but definitely an enjoyable flick. Uh, let's see here. What do we got next? Who's next? Is it me? Who's next? No, I had Jackie Brown. Next is Daniel. Go for it, Daniel. All right, let's see. I have oh. I have not seen I have not seen um Wag the Dog, Great Expectations. I have seen Ronan though. There you go, buddy. I have seen Ronan. I know. Man, Ronan, yeah, man. <laughs> go for it, buddy. Go ahead. Oh man, like I said, the 19 was it 1990 1998 a freelancing former US intelligence agent tries to track down a mysterious package that is wanted by Irish and the Russians and I mean just remembering this film man I mean I I semi remember it I'll I'll add I'll have a uh, uh I'll have uh, Eric help me out with it but I mean I it's been a long time since I seen it but I just remember it being really freaking good underrated yet yes. it's like it's yes. intense man it's intense it's like it's not it's not really like you know to the point where it's super super like you know like a thriller, but it adds it adds all kinds of you know aspects of what you would see in a movie. Thrillers, you have suspense, you have drama, and then you just have that part where it's just brutal, man. Ridiculously underrated, this movie. Yeah, like I almost yeah. feel I almost feel like when this movie got out of the theater, it was instantly forgotten. Which is like, come yeah. on. Like I, I just this is like a great movie, and I maybe maybe I don't know. Help me out, Eric. Maybe one of the reasons why people don't talk about this movie that much. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm, I might be wrong now. There may be more fans of this movie now. Maybe it's developing a cult following. I'm not sure. Chat, maybe you can help me out with that. But with with uh, with Ronan, I think people wanted it to be an action flick with just action in it from beginning, middle, and end. And I think when you get one of the best car chase sequences in cinema history, real stunts, just no CGI fucking bullshit, real stuntman almost dying, <laughs> like, you know, and you get some gunfire and explosions and, and you know, and at one point Robert De Niro pulls out a rocket launcher. I mean, there's, yeah. there's some badass moments in here. I think maybe I'm reaching here, but I'm trying to figure out why no one's talking about this fucking movie, but I'm thinking they probably wanted that to be the focus. I think people who went to go see the movie, like let's, it's an action film. I'm here for action. Let's focus on that. And I want action, nonstop action thrill ride from beginning to end, all the way to the end, all the way to the end. And if you, and even at the end, if you think about it, there's no big, huge explosion. There's no big, huge, ridiculous shootout finale. The ending kind of just—it makes sense how it ends because they're chasing a guy to get information. So it makes sense how it ends with the story. But maybe people wanted nonstop action from beginning to end, and they—they they just kind of came away with it with kind of like meh. What do you think? I'm trying to reach here because this is a fantastic flick that well, no one's heard of. It's kind of like almost like a European espionage thriller kind of type thing. You know, we're like, what's in the case? It's something really important. Yeah. And you got all these guys from these different countries trying to acquire it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, but I, I mean, even, even Sean Bean in this movie, the way his subplot rectifies, no one would ever predict that. Yes. Especially with Sean Bean in the role, if you know what I'm saying. So like, 
like I thought it was really interesting, even all the side characters and uh, it really yeah. well written. And uh, yeah, it, it came correct with the action. But I think it's such a well packaged film. Yeah, it's, it's it's high on my list of favorites, definitely. And it's it's just one of the one of the best car chase sequences in cinema history. I, I mean, think it's the best. We're we're talking oh the best really over bullet yeah. over bullet yeah wow I would even it's say French crazy. Connection is up there too and Bullet is up yeah. there too yeah hey Those I three. can't argue, I can't argue against it because Ronan is fantastic so but yeah uh, chat if anyone's in chat and you have not seen Ronan highly highly recommend you guys check that out all right what's next I was lucky enough I saw that in theater oh here's a fun one. All right, 1999's Analyze This. And uh, I have an, a, an embarrassing story to tell. So <laughs> this book is directed by Harold Ramis. stars De Niro, Billy Crystal, and Lisa Kudrow. Uh, it's a comedy about a psychiatrist whose number one patient is an insecure mob boss. And, uh, <laughs> sir, we just want to let you know that you're fine. You didn't have a heart attack. You just had a panic attack. Who said panic? <laughs> Who said panic? Yeah. The movie is fucking hilarious. But my embarrassing story was it's not, it's just embarrassing to me because I usually don't do this in movie theaters. But when it got to the scene, <laughs> basically, Robert De Niro's got father issues, right? And that's kind of like he misses his dad. His dad got gunned down in front of him when he was a kid. And now he's the head honcho now. And he's got his rivals and what and whatnot, but he's having issues dealing with it because he he's got his, he's misses he misses his dad right, so he'll just start crying hysterically for like he's like a badass, but then he'll sit down and watch like a commercial where it's all like a, a you know heartwarming commercial, and he'll just start <laughs> he'll just start crying hysterically. It's so funny, it's so funny, and and you know Billy Crystal's great in the movie too. Uh, but the funny story was when it got to the scene, this was the last thing on, on the planet Earth I was ever going to expect to happen or see in the, on the, in the movie, was when they recreate the scene from Godfather Part... No, the first Godfather. They recreate the scene from the first Godfather where Marlon Brando's going to buy some fruit and Fredo, the useless son, is just useless, standing over there being useless. And, you know... People show up to, to, to kill Marlon Brando. He runs away and gets shot. And Fredo panics. And so he's got the gun and pistol in his hand. He's like bouncing the pistol around, pistol around like he's like useless, right? They recreated that scene because <laughs> De Niro was having a dream. No, was it, no, Billy Crystal was, right? Was it Crystal? No, I think it was, no, it was Billy Crystal. He had the dream. Billy Crystal had the dream. And he was dreaming that he was Fredo. No, no, he was dreaming that he was he was uh, Marlon Brando's character going to buy fruit. He runs to the car. It's just like the movie. And De Niro pops out of the car like Fredo, bouncing the pistol around, and then yelling, Papa, Papa, Papa. I screamed in the movie theater. <laughs> everybody, nobody got it. Nobody else got it but me. And, my, you know, my dad was with me. He was laughing, but I was in the theater like, Soon as I saw De Niro get out, and he bouncing the out of the field, I was like, ah! like I screamed hysterically, and then I was I was really embarrassed, and I sat down in my seat in in, in utter shame after that. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, we'll get to analyze 
that later. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Anyway, highly recommend Analyze This. It's fucking hilarious. Sorry. I had to tell a little funny story to you guys. All right, what's next? All right, so this is my favorite part of the show. This is the part where I become completely useless, That's and everyone else keeps talking about the movies. Is it at this point? I don't know what to tell you. Uh, uh, even like Meet the Parents, I think I might have seen, but I don't even remember it. So you it's guys are gonna have to have to figure out a game plan. Oh, Men of Honor. I've seen Men of Honor. Okay. What? What's okay? We got. Let's see here. So we got flawless. Haven't seen okay, flawless. No, oh, rocking a bullwinkle. Oh, <laughs> somebody had to have seen that. Thing. <laughs> I've never seen it. I just remember the scene. <laughs> I've never seen it either. I've never seen uh, it. Yeah, he kind of recreates the line from Taxi Driver, I think, in that. Mm-hmm. But as the villain, I have not seen that one. And then uh, Men yeah. of Honor. Go ahead, Daniel. Talk about Men of Honor. That came out in the year in the year 2000. Yeah, man. Um I, uh, my dad, my dad had bought this on VHS. I have it on VHS too, and uh, we just we we saw it. He bought it. You know what they said? It was a good movie, so we watched it. And I was like, "It's a pretty damn good movie, man." And of course, it has um, Robert uh, Robert De Niro, Cuba Gooding Jr., Charlie Theron. Um, I can't pronounce her name. And June and June Ellis and uh, Michael Rappaport. Is that it? Is that, it? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, they even had Powers Booth. Oh, they even had Powers Booth in it too. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, but uh, just it, it's basically just another film about you know how the African American brothers struggled in you know at that at that point in time in the military they were still just there was still a lot of discrimination and stuff like that and he wanted to be a, a navy diver and he played uh, he wanted to be the first he wanted to be the first. African-American Navy diver goes through a lot of the trials and tribulations of going through, you know, discrimination. And Robert De Niro's character was at that point, he was just like, you know, he was also a Navy diver, but he had a lot of problems. He was dealing with alcohol. He was dealing with drugs. He was kind of losing his, he would lose his, uh, his shit when he would be, you know, getting intoxicated, going to bars and, you know, and they hated each other at first. They didn't get along. Uh, Gooding Jr.'s character and, um, and uh, Robert De Niro's character, and then towards the end, Robert De Niro uh, tries to actually, well, he starts to actually realize his worth and that he really wants to try. He really wants to put in the effort to become a, a, the first African-American Navy diver. And, you know, something happens. He gets his leg, Cuba uh, Gooding Jr.'s uh, uh, character gets his leg uh, chopped off by oh. some kind of accident while he's doing it, while he was actually diving. And then uh, he gets amputated. He wants to get reinstated as a Navy diver, even with being, you know, the first uh, uh, person with a, the first uh, diver with a prosthetic uh, limb. And then uh, Robert De Niro's character helps him go through the whole court process and tells him, you know, you got to do this, helps him get in shape, you know, being a prosthetic. And it's a real, it's a real good drama flick. It's got its, you know, it's real good points, some little cheesy points, but it's basically more about discrimination and just overcoming right. the fact that he, he did his thing and, you know, he actually made it, even though he was the first. It was the first amputee uh, Navy diver in history at the store. Right. Based on the movie. And, so, and I think and I've heard I've heard nothing but good things about it. And I know you recommended it to yeah. me in the past. It'll 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 be in the queue with sleepers. I'll have to put it in there as well. Um, but still at this point in De Niro's career, he's still respectable. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's still he's still he's still kind of up there. Uh Eric, I'll take I'll just briefly talk about the next two and then you can you can keep going. 
Uh, so meet the parents. I'm sure everyone's seen that movie by now. You have uh, Ben Stiller trying to impress, you know, Robert De Niro, the dad, because he wants to marry the daughter. And we have shenanigans. I remember, you know, I saw it in the theater. I remember it being kind of fun. Not, not you know, midnight run fun. But I remember it being uh, okay. But it was one of those, well, that was all right, right? And then you instantly forget about it after you walk out the theater. But I remember, like, they're making another one? <laughs> like, And then after that, they're making another one? Like, I was just totally kind of checked out from it. So we, when we get to the Meet of the Parents, Meet of the Parents uh, sequels, uh, chat, let us know if we should even bother watching those. But... I seen this movie in the theater. It's called Fifteen Minutes. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. Did you see this one? No, but I heard about it. Oh, so you know? It. You know? I just heard about it, bro. <laughs> so, what did you hear, though? I'm curious. Did you hear it? Was I, did, I just heard it was. It wasn't good. Is okay. all I heard. Okay, I need to rewatch it because I've only seen it once in theater a long time ago. But it's a homicide. Excuse me. It's directed by John Herzfeld. Uh, it's about a homicide detective and a fire marshal must stop a pair of murderers who commit videotape crimes to become basically social media darlings when there's no social media then. But uh, I remember enjoying watching what I saw until something happens in the movie. I'm not going to spoil it, but something happens that it was very unexpected. And I remember... When it happens in the movie, I remember the theater going, <gasps> I remember the theater kind of like being quiet for the rest of the movie. And maybe the theater kind of checked out <laughs> as well as I did. Because <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh, so it, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a ballsy move. It was interesting that they chose to make that decision. And I'm sure chat, I'm sure if you've seen 15 minutes, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, something happens to a main character later, and you're gonna be like, Oh shit, did that actually just happen? Uh, but I, I again, I've only seen it once, but I remember it being okay, like serviceable, like a time, a good time waster. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't offended, uh, with 15 minutes, but then again, if I watch it now, you never know. Go for it, buddy. Have not seen the score. I heard um, that. I heard that was really good, but yeah. never seen it. That's one from 2001. It's uh, got Edward Norton, Marlon Brando, Angela yeah. Bassett. So it's got a good cast. I think I might have seen parts of this and thought the, those parts I saw were good, but I never actually sat down to watch the entire film. Yeah, I heard, it was kind of a hit. It wasn't it kind of like a sleeper hit that came out and it did well. People, I remember people kind of talking about it. I remember it being pretty good. Still, at this point, De Niro's credibility is still mm-hmm. respectable, <laughs> which might change by the time we get to Godsend. Uh, but uh, so next up, we have uh, Showtime. Did any? Did you see Showtime, Eric? Nope. <laughs> Daniel? No. <laughs> I remember it. I remember the the commercials looked hilarious. Like the concept looked funny. Like Eddie Murphy is like just an actor. He wanted some hands on experience for an action role for a cop role, and then they hired De Niro, who's a real cop, and then shenanigans. Uh, but I haven't seen it. City by the Sea. I have not seen either. Remember, chat. Whatever titles I'm mentioning, let us know, yay or nay, for those. 
And then analyze that. All I saw was a few scenes of analyze that, and I was done analyzing it. Wow. I remember, I remember, I clicked on it like in the middle, like towards the beginning, and I you see Robert De Niro in prison trying to distract guards or something like that, and he does a song from West Side Story because because funny. <laughs> He's on top of the table. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> they, went, they went from Beverly Hills Cop to Beverly Hills Cop 3 in this one, apparently. Ooh, wow, uh, if you're making that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> that was the vibe I was getting. Now, maybe yeah, later, I could hear, I could see that, yeah. Maybe later it got funny, but I've seen too much. Like I've seen enough scenes of Analyze That to know, well, yeah. It's not going to give me the same screaming in the theater hilariosity that I got from the first one. Um, let's see. Where are we here? Okay. <laughs> I have not seen God Sin, but I'm going to talk about it. And I mentioned it when uh, I was talking with uh, Sam Kench from Brickwall Pictures for our Is It Really That Bad episode. If you've missed, if you've missed that one, uh, make sure you guys check it out. But I kept making them laugh. This is like I think this is the maybe the maybe the beginning of the end here for De Niro. Mm. Uh, this got a four point eight out of ten on IMDb. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's about a couple agree to have their deceased son cloned under the supervision of an enigmatic doctor, but bizarre things start to happen several years after his rebirth. This stars Greg Kinnear. Uh, maybe this was the downfall for him too. Uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos. And uh, nobody else that we give a shit about. So I remember, all I remember, bro, is the, is the damn fucking hilarious commercial advertisement for Godsend. And I was just like, oh, no, what is happening now? And I, I kept imitating it for Sam Kench, and he kept laughing. <laughs> but all I remember was, I mean, obviously, they get the clone, they get the clone, baby. Mm. And then the baby grows up, right? Or, you know, he's a little young kid and he's acting weird or whatever and things are happening and shenanigans and whatever the fuck. And so the parents are angry, right? So they'll go, they go back to De Niro, you know, who's the evil scientist or whatnot, the doctor. And they're all like, you know, what did you do to him? What did you do to him? I remember this in the commercial. And it was some of the worst. I mean, this acting's bad. And this is Robert De Niro we're talking about. So either he didn't give a shit or the director was like, no, it's a good enough take. We're fine. We don't need to redo that. But all I remember from the commercial chat, you can go to YouTube and look at the, look up the trailer for this movie. Like you did this, you did this to our son. You did this. What did you do? You did this. And De Niro goes, no, we have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And I and I I was sitting at home watching the commercial, and I had the same reaction I had when analyzed that. I mean, analyzed this. I was watching. I went ah! you know, screaming, <laughs> laughing so hard. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I remember uh, I had this <laughs> lady fat blood. Yeah, the commercial came on. I dragged her in the room. I was like, "Watch this! Watch this horrible acting! You did this to him! You did this!" No. We <laughs> now whether they use that take in the actual movie, I don't know because you know sometimes you get a different take when you actually watch the movie. 
They may have realized it was bad. Do you remember the sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Do you remember in the trailer he says, clone this? And then when you watch the movie, that's not in there. But that's never, the marketing team's fault, man. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Put you he may not have made the uh, the final cut, so there you go. There you go, chat. I had to make you laugh. You know how it is here on the stream. But <laughs> Michael Gonzalez says, such a bad movie. Uh, Dribal Chief says, uh, God send send damages to De Niro's career, so it's a nay. Yeah, this might be uh, the beginning of the end here. There you go. There you go, Trouble Chief. We did this too. <laughs> ah, it's too much fun. But I had, I had to throw in, that was my godsend experience. I don't even have to watch the movie. I just want to remember the movie for that trailer. <laughs> All right. Um, who's next? Is it me? I think it's I think it's me, but I haven't seen, as far as that goes, as Men of Honor, man, that's all I can really... Okay, that's all I can really know about. Um, I have. I mean, I'm just trying to see. If, I'm trying to see if there's any here I can remember, but that I maybe have saw. But well, yeah, I'll take. Uh, I'll take Stardust. Cool. Stardust. Did you see this one, Eric? No. I enjoyed this one. I, I. It's another one of those fun fantasy flicks. The special effects were fun for its time. Um, but this is directed by Matthew Vaughn. That's right, the director who did First Class, who did Kingsman, and the first kick-ass film. This is from him. And it stars Charlie Cox, uh, Charlie Cox, Claire Danes, Sierra, Mi Sierra Miller, uh, Ben Barnes, David Kelly. But uh, let's get to the big one here. Um, oh, my God, Henry Cavill's, Cavill's in this? Now, it's been years since I've seen this. It's been years. Uh, wow, Mark Strong is in this too. Holy crap, there are a lot of people in Michelle here. But, uh, in this one too? Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is like the evil witch in this one. And De Niro, oh, okay, okay. De Niro play. Uh, this may be based off of a comic book. This might be a comic book film. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but uh, the plot is in a countryside town bordering on a magical land, a young man makes a promise to his beloved that he'll retire, he'll retrieve a fallen star by venturing into the magical realm. So um, it sounds a little sappy, and it sounds like something Fat Samurai guy wouldn't look at twice. Uh, but I gave it a shot, and me and Lady Fatblood enjoyed it, man. There's some fun action scenes in here. There's a, a scene at the end where uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's controlling someone's body that's basically dead, but it has a sword. So Charlie Cox is, like, using his. So we have a, a straight-up sword duel, but the guy's dead. He's, like, fighting like this. Very, there was some creative because she's controlling him with her powers. There were some creative moments in this, but the the damn hilarious part was <laughs> badass. Don't fuck with Robert De Niro. Basically, his pirate captain. He's all badass the whole movie, and then you find out later that he has a little bit of a uh, a uh, fabulous side, and he likes to try on dresses and be pretty flamboyant. And it's hilarious because wow. when this man come in, he's all like. Mm -hmm. You know, when they leave, he's just like, woo. But it's hilarious because De Niro sells it. Like, it's it's actually legitimately funny seeing him, you know, be like that. And uh, it's a fun movie. And it's a lost movie. Nobody talks about it. But it's a fun fantasy flick. I mean, it's, the special effects are probably dated now by now. Because this is, what, 2007? Mm -hmm. um, the Tribal Chief says, Stardust is a fun turn-your-brain-off-yay. There you go. 
yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. It, it's, it definitely has its moments. All right. Let me get back to the knit of the grit here. And you never know, this may be the end. Uh, <laughs> this might be my last De Niro movie I've seen. Put it this way, his performance in Stardust was a lot better than we. <laughs> All right. Oh, now I heard it's terrible, Eric. I have not seen it. Righteous Kill? Yeah. I heard it's terrible, too. That's why I didn't watch it. Horrid. All right. So we already know Daniel hasn't seen anything from this. He hasn't seen anything from, from this on. So I'm just going to read. Okay. So chat, yay or nay this. Yay or nay. Uh, everybody's fine. Uh, Machete, he had a small part in that. And he, he was funny in that. It was tiny. Uh, I was going to mention it, but it's didn't know. Corrupt. He had a like, cor- corrupt politician, right? Yeah, but it was really small. Yeah, small role. Real small role. But I remember I remember kind of laughing at it because it was ridiculous what they were having him do. Uh but little uh little Fockers, no. Stone, no. Uh the Ages of Love, nope. Limitless. I remember this was kind of a a hit when they came out. Wasn't this kind of a sleeper hit with uh I have heard good things about it. I just never got around to watching it. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, yeah. And there was a TV show of this, too, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sure De Niro probably has a small part in that. Uh, little, what was it? Killer Elite, I actually have that on Blu-ray. It's a remake of an old James Caan movie that I need to try to track down and find. I need to buy that movie because ninjas show up at the end. Yeah, that happens. Uh, with Mako, that's right. Killer Elite is, I think it's a remake with Clive Owen and uh, Jason Jason Statham. Uh, but uh, I have it on Blu-ray. I just haven't watched it yet. Uh, New Year's Eve, Red Lights, Being Flynn, <laughs> Freelancers. Now this was a big one. I have it on Blu-ray, but I haven't watched it yet. You noticing a theme here? Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Wasn't this? Of like a big deal when this came out, yeah. Has have you seen that? I actually, did did watch it. Yeah. All right. Which you want to talk about that one? Yeah. It's it. kind of a romantic comedy, and um, after a stint in a mental institution, a former teacher moves back in with his parents and tries to reconcile with his ex-wife. Okay. And this is uh, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, when she was really getting super, uh, you know, on fire in her career, and then De Niro. Yeah. And I remember it actually being pretty good. Okay. You know, I think it has good performances. I remember De Niro being good in this. He was actually okay. good. Effective chemistry, you know, because they're in a romance film. You want that chemistry. I think they had good chemistry here. Okay. Uh, a few funny moments. Uh, I do feel like the runtime may be a tad on the long side, but okay. uh, I, I did think it was a good movie, and it's it's worth checking out. I liked it. Nice. Good. I didn't buy a stinker. Because <laughs> sometimes I'll see Blu-rays on sale. You know, back in the day, not not so much now, but I'll see Blu-rays on sale for cheap and like four or five bucks. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this was good, and I bought it, but it's just been been in the wallet for years. I haven't watched it, but at least I know when I finally bust it out ten years from now, I know it's not going to be a bad movie. <laughs> and uh, Jennifer Lawrence is a, a plus, mm-hmm. but cool. De Niro was good in there, so yay. What, mm-hmm. Was this at the time kind of considered kind of a comeback? Probably. Or, okay. For him? All right. Uh, Tribal Chief says De Niro was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for that movie. 
So, yeah, there you go. Interesting. Trado says Silver Linings Playbook was good. Deals with mental health and solid cast. Christopher Gupton says uh, it was interesting. He doesn't. He didn't hate it. <laughs> so he was kind of mad on it. Okay. Samuel Stokes says the score was good. All right. He also says 50 minutes was wild. <laughs> All right. All right, let's keep going because we're probably going to have a lot here. Let's keep it keep it crack a lacking here. The Big Wedding. Now, I am tempted to watch this next movie because I heard it's horrible. And I'm kind of I'm curious if I should uh make it a, is it really that bad episode or just watch it out of curiosity, just, you know, just out of curiosity. Killing Season. It's Travolta. Yes. Have you seen this? What what, kind, what what was the Serbian accent he was trying to pull off in that movie? I don't know, man. I heard, I heard his accent is atrocious. Um, have you so you haven't seen it? No one's seen that one. Chat, let us know if killing seasons a yay or a nay, or at least worth watching to see, you know, if it's so that bad. Uh, but yeah, I heard I heard it's pretty pretty horrible. Now this, I heard, was around the time. This is kind of his return to form, back playing the kind of a gangster type. Uh, it's an R-rated comedy, so you know I'm all for that, but I haven't seen it. Has anyone seen The Family? Mm-mm. 2013. This stars, I think, the uh, team's back up with Michelle Pfeiffer in this. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is directed by Luke Basson? I did not know that. Mm, I didn't know that either. I had no idea it was directed by him. Well, Basan nowadays kind of useless, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know at this point in his career. Was I, I haven't seen Anna yet. Don't tell me anything yet. I haven't seen Anna yet, but yeah. All right. So, chat. Let let us know if the family was actually okay. But it's about. It says the Mazzoni family, a notorious mafia clan, is relocated to Normandy, France, under the witness protection program, where fitting. In soon becomes challenging as their old habits die hard. So let us know if that was even worth uh, checking out there. That came out in 2013. All right. We're slowly catching up here. All right. So we have... What is next here? So I'm just going to name out shit. So, (laughs) Eric, if you want to take it, just do it. If 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 you know anything. So Last Vegas. Was this actually pretty funny? I don't know. Uh, that was, let me see if that's the movie where he like teamed up with Morgan Freeman, and uh, I think it was yes. So I got a six point six out of ten. Chat, let me know if Las Vegas is worth watching. So four friends take a break from their day to day lives to throw a bachelor party in Las Vegas for their last remaining single, last remaining single pal. I don't know IMDb. What the hell? Who's write these plot synopsises for IMDb sometimes? But you got big wigs in here. You got. Douglas, De Niro, Freeman, and Klein. And uh, I heard this was fun, but I've never seen it. So we'll move on here. I think I have seen American Hustle. I have. Yes, I've seen that one. Oh, I didn't know that was the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and take that one, man. You might not like what I have to say about it. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. And I'll, and I'll take the next one. American Hustle. I think this one was like nominated for awards and stuff, which is probably the reason why I watched it. 
Yeah. Uh, a con man, along with his seductive partner, is forced to work for a wild FBI agent who pushes them into the world of Jersey power brokers and the mafia. Good cast. You got Christian yeah. Bale, oh, yeah. Bradley Cooper, I think Jeremy that's Renner. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, Louis C.K. I think yeah. the only performance I didn't really like in it was Amy Adams, but I'm generally not that big of a fan of hers. I like some of her stuff, but yeah. some of it not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll go to my notes because they're, they're kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> this uh, cast is good. All right. Okay. The film goes in circles while contributing lots of boring dialogue and narration. Tries to be dramatic without earning it through proper character development. And then it rushes through everything without even bothering to engage the viewer with anything interesting. <laughs> the oh, entire oh, sting oh. operation falls flat. And the 138-minute runtime is, is, is mostly uh, wasted. <laughs> Those are what my notes say. But I'm probably a minority because it, it gets good reviews, I think. I was okay with it. I didn't love it. I do own it, but it was the same thing. It was like $5 Blu-ray, and because of the cast, I just bought, I just blind bought it. I was okay with it. Um, I do remember the De Niro scene came in, and he just sat there, and it was kind of more of an intimidation factor because I think uh, it was like dealings going on, and Christian Bale didn't want to fuck it up, and De Niro just... I just remember De Niro sitting there just looking at him like... <laughs> and you don't know if he was on to him or not. Um, but uh, what did you think of Christian Bale's performance in that movie? He went method in that, didn't he? Well, he always goes method anyway. Yeah, I remember yeah. him being good. Yeah, he gained weight. I remember that. Honest opinion of Jennifer Lawrence is her honest opinion of her as an actress. I think she's good at times. I think she's maybe has a little bit of an attitude problem in real life. And, uh, you know, it seems kind of wishy-washy with, with the whole X-Men thing. She kind of put a bad taste in my mouth with her. It's like, oh, it's terrible. I mean, she just, just didn't even bother trying yeah. anymore, in those films, no. which is really bad if you're an actor. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've seen her and liked her in some stuff, but yeah. uh, all those, all those uh, Hunger Games films, I, I didn't <laughs> like any of those. So, I don't, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> just, watch, just, watch, just watch the first Battle Royale movie. Yeah. And we're good to go. Um, whatchamacallit? Uh, yeah, I don't remember it that well. I just remember I was okay with it. But I, I remember later, though, the move, after the awards and all that, I remember the movie started to get bashed on by people, calling mm-hmm. it a Martin Scorsese wannabe, calling it like, mm-hmm. hey, the director wanted to make a Martin Scorsese film. Here you go. Yeah, I could see it, maybe. Yeah, I can kind of see that, except it didn't really succeed. <laughs> well, the Academy Awards thought it did. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher Gupton, yeah, she likes the smell of her own farts. <laughs> Tad pretentious. <laughs> uh, Brad Movie says, killing season is trash. Uh, Tribal Chief says, Las Vegas is a nay. Uh, he says the family is a is, is a yay. He says it's a fun action thriller. Okay, catching up with chat here. Okay, yeah, I, never, I never saw the Hunger Games. Came out the same year. Came out the same year as Wolf of Wall Street. Oh God, okay. are you serious, dude? Wolf of Wall Street destroys American Hustle. It's There's not right. even close. It's dude. not even. So so Retro Leo was telling me that. He's heard that it's kind of a thing to snub Scorsese. 
Like that became a thing until they were like, "All right, fine, we'll give you best director for the for the Departed." Fine, go ahead. That's what it seemed like to me when it when it all went down. Wow, so that's I mean, true. That, Wait I mean, a minute, dude. Are you hold on? Are you, all right, all right, all right. So, so American Hustle came out when twenty. Uh, let's see, twenty thirteen. Can you check real quick when Wolf of Wall Street came out? You mean to tell me American Hustle beat and destroyed Wolf of Wall Street? That is absurd. Where at the awards? That's crazy. Or where? Uh, like just I just want to see if they came out the same year because that's what somebody in chat said right now. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, 2013 is Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, that is ridiculous. If 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 American Hustle got Best Picture and not Wolf of Wall Street, no, I don't I don't think it did. But I think it. Uh, let me look it up right now. Take a look at the awards. DiCaprio got nominated, but he didn't win it until Revenant, right? The Revenant, right? When he got the Oscar. No, American Hustle didn't win Best Picture that year. Okay. Okay. I don't think it really won much. It was nominated for a lot of oh, stuff. I, think. Okay. I don't All think right, it I won much. I was about to say, dude, that would have been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been terrible. Okay. All right. I don't have to have a heart attack right now. Right. That would have been terrible, dude. Wall Street puts American Hustle in the corner of the thing that, man. Yeah, there's no comparison. There's there's no comparison. Okay, life is life is good. We can move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh God, the same year. And I'll tell this story again for chat for hanging out with us. Thanks again, guys, for hanging out with us. I'll never forget it. I was watching YouTube. I don't remember what video I was watching. And then something came on. It looked like an advertisement, maybe a TV spot trailer, kind of. And I saw Stallone. It looked like he was in a, he was playing a boxer again. And then later in the trailer, I saw Robert De Niro playing a boxer again. And then they they were rival they were they were rivals, and then they end up fighting each other at the end of the movie. And then the trailer ended, and I literally thought it was a joke. I think I said, dude, this is one of those, you know, what is it? Is it not funny or like fake trailers or something yeah, like that? Or... Like, dude, I was like, this is not real. I I was stunned. I was like, am I in Bizarro World right now? Like, what is happening right now? Nope, it's a real movie. And I was so embarrassed by the move by it that I did, did I did not want to actually pay money and sit in the theater to see it. But since I'm Stallone and De Niro bias, and it involves boxing, <laughs> I bought it on Blu-ray for five dollars, um, and it actually was okay. The funny, the it's still fucking weird though. It's still weird, but uh, it still feels like a fake Bizarro World movie. But De Niro in that movie kind of stole every scene. Stallone was just Stallone. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't. It's like he wasn't Rocky, but he was. <laughs> it's just kind of like you're playing a different boxer. You can kind of try act a little different, but it was so strange. But De Niro basically showing up talking shit because you know, of, of course, the rivalry was over. A woman, a woman, you know. So you know, you got to fight to the to the death. But um, it was actually okay. I know, I know. 
Did I only seen it once though? If I watch it again now, I might be embarrassed that I've owned that I own it. Uh, but I've seen I've seen way worse movies. So De Niro was nominated for Silver Lin- Linings, uh, Eric. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, Trey over his uh, Italian stallion. <laughs> huh. Pretty much, dude. I mean, I had it's like, is this instead of you know, before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we had the boxing burst or something like it was so weird, it was so weird. But, um, yeah, De Niro, let's see what else we have here. (laughs) So it's pretty split. So Trado says Grud match wasn't too bad, and Andre says it was terrible. (laughs) Oh, but then Christopher Gupton says Grudge match is a guilty pleasure for me because I didn't like it. And it's not a good movie, but I like to suspend disbelief and see Raging Bull and Rocky fight. I usually will watch it if it's on TV. So there you go. <laughs> and then wonder why I did. <laughs> like I said, I've seen w- worse movies. It's just so weird that that movie exists. But it's not a great movie. It's not great. But yeah, I, I literally thought it was fake. I thought this was a fake movie. You want to keep going? Uh, just reading off the titles there, Eric? You got the the bag man from 2014. That's John Cusack in that. I haven't seen it though. The intern from 2015. And that Hold got some, that got some buzz, didn't it? Actually, I might have seen this. Let me check my notes. Okay. I think that got some buzz. No, I have not seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one with. Uh, Anne Hathaway and Rene Russo, yeah. and uh, you know he's a seventy-year-old widower, a widower, <laughs> and has discovered that retirement isn't all it's cracked up to be. So he seizes an opportunity to get back into the game, and he becomes a senior intern at an online fashion site. So yeah, it's, it's just some pretty good ratings. I probably should check that one out a little bit. It looks decent. Yeah. I remember hearing good things about it. Um. Heist, haven't seen that. Mm-mm. Joy, have not seen that. I heard Joy was weird, but Jennifer Lawrence was in that. I heard that was weird. And now your favorite, Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> what, what, what did Dirty Grandpa get? <laughs> I wonder the rating, the rating it got. Wait, he was in Hands of Stone? I don't remember him being in Hands of Stone. Hold on a second. Is that the Roberto Duran boxing movie? Dude, I do not remember. I, for some reason, I don't remember Robert De Niro being in that movie. It was a solid biopic. The uh, uh, Hands of Stone. It was a solid biopic film. Yeah, you would think I would have saw that, but I've never seen it either. Yeah, check it out, Daniel. Check it out. It's, it's solid. The Comedian. You seen that one? No. Is this a loose sequel to The King of Comedy? <laughs> Oh man, that would be make it even worse. <laughs> 2016. All right. Uh and of course, fast forward here, 2019 Joker. Do we really need to talk about that one? I think everyone's on the same board that they enjoyed it for mm-hmm. or if they, even if they didn't like it, they can appreciate it what it was trying to do. But yeah, he plays this, he has a small role in that. Uh well we can go ahead and kick it off to the Irishman you've seen that one right Eric I have all right 
that's probably going to be the last one on here because let's see the war with grandpa that looked atrocious uh, uh the comeback trail don't know anything about that and all these other movies are like upcoming and pre-production on here so uh this is kind of perfect uh circle come right back around to martin scorsese again coming back to direct teaming up with pacino and joe pesci and uh, this is probably the best way to end the uh, the filmography discussion right here with the Irishman. So go ahead, Eric, kick it away. Yeah, an old man recalls his time painting houses for his friend Jimmy Hoffa through the 1950s to the 1970s. Yeah, and then very solid cast. Harvey Keitel comes back, and uh, there's some oh, other shit. good stuff. Here. I yeah. didn't know he was in that one too. Yeah, so oh. this one is. Uh, Again, it's one of those ones where you have a good overall quality in terms of the performances okay. and the direction. Right. Um, overall, I think it's a pretty good film, but I had problems with the runtime. I did feel it was kind of treading old old water again, kind of like doing kind of the same or similar things. You know, it does yeah. it in different ways because these guys are, are older now, but... I, I thought it was like a watchable flick, but I did not feel like it's something that I would ever really want to watch again was my right. was how I came away with this. Um, the story itself, even though the, the acting and the directing is good stories, it's it's all right. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's kind of engaging, but it's not it's not riveting is what I'm really trying to say. So it doesn't, it doesn't rivet. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's it's like I said, it's a pretty good flick, okay. one time viewing for me, but I don't okay. see myself watching this really ever again. Okay, so overall, like you said, quality, story was good, performances were good. Yeah, the classic Scorsese style of directing, just a little bit too long, mm-hmm. but overall a good watch, just not a rewatchable movie. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably gonna end up buying the uh, Criterion Collection version just to own it. I mean, I I bought Grudge Match for fuck's sake. So I got I got to redeem buying Grudge Match. <laughs> oh man! Well, there you go. Uh, chat Irishman, give us your thoughts. Also, let us know uh, what are your guys' favorite De Niro films. Let me come scroll back up here. See if I missed anything here. All right. So Silver Linings Playbook was very good. All right. Uh, Michael Gonzalez says The Intern was good. Samuel Stokes says The Family was okay. Steven says My favorite Robert De Niro film is Mean Streets. All right. Nice. All right. Okay. Tribal Chief says The Intern is a yay. Andre says, I admit I watched The Intern because I have a crush on Anne Hathaway. <laughs> enough, hey, my friend. Enough hey, reason. Hey, we were just talking about Pam Greer and Surfer Girl earlier, so it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, Samuel says, Las Vegas was entertaining. Gonzalez says, The Irishman was one of his better movies in his, in his opinion. All right. Imran says, Irishman is great. Well, let me go back up. Feels like the end of an era. I could see that. I still don't want to believe De Niro did Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> I felt the same way seeing Pacino and Jack and Jill. My balls still hurt from being stomped. Mm. <laughs> oh, dugga, dugga, dugga. Don't wow. Pacino. 
Oh, my God. Oh, Orlando Light Grudge Match. He saw it in the theaters. All right. All right. Favorite De Niro film for Michael is Goodfellas. Uh, Brad say Brad says we should do Bruce Willis next. Hmm. hmm. That's going to be another one towards the end. Speed <laughs> <laughs> round. Lightning round. Beat any of this shit. <laughs> shit. Maybe we should just end it on Looper. Maybe we should get the Looper and just stop. Will we survive <laughs> Die Hard Five in that discussion? Just end of the stream will just collapse and not itself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm down to do a Bruce Willis one in the future, sure. Let's see here. Uh, Imran's favorite De Niro movie is Taxi Driver. He also likes, uh, he says Raging Bull is a close second. Trado says, favorite De Niro flicks, A Bronx Tale, uh, Godfather 2, Goodfellas, Casino, and Heat. I don't know no one's mentioning A Shark's Tale. <laughs> it's a joke. All right. Irishman, Pacino steals it, so it's a yay. So, yeah, so chats, the movie dojo army, they're all on the same board here. I'd say, you know, three, I don't know, if, in terms of just pure entertainment value, I really do like, you know, Midnight Run, Ronin, and Heat are, like, really high on my favorite De Niro films list. Yes. If you just take, like, sitting down with a with a thing of popcorn and just, you know what I mean, those are high on my list. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, you know, I can't deny that. I still love that guy with Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you're in a thriller mode or mood, <laughs> Cape Fear, baby. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, wherever you are, counselor. Love it. <laughs> Christopher uh, didn't like the Irishman there. Oh, let me see. Irishman was pretty boring. I thought it was overrated. It's not terrible, but it seemed it got a pass because of what everyone uh, did prior. Oh, I can see oh, that. Interesting. Interesting. Throwing, throwing shots. <laughs> throwing shots. Them grudge match shots. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh man, Raging Bull is another movie that's like I like I was mentioning earlier. I just I love that movie so much, but that's a once in a while movie. Like I yeah. can't just watch, I can't watch Raging Bull every day of the week. Then I'll go insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we this was fun talking about De Niro, and he's definitely one of our favorite actors of all time. And there's so many of them out there. Um, and you know, it's it's unfortunate we don't we don't want to see. Our heroes eventually go into the straight-to-video B-movie band lot. Uh, but it's unavoidable. I can't really think of uh, an old classic actor that at some point did not like go to the straight-to-video realm. Tom Cruise is surviving right now. Tom Cruise is surviving. Oh, that's true. We'll see what happens. but That's true, is he? Is he surviving still after that rant he made? Is <laughs> or is he canceled? That's it. Mission Impossible franchise is canceled now because a celebrity ranted. Oh no, it's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Tom Cruise, you're right. You'd think, you know what? You'd think he would probably at some point would have made a whole bunch of straight to video movies. 
Because look at look at uh John Cusack. Could someone could someone you know the sack? Could someone explain to me why? I think I may have mentioned this before, but why some of these classic actors that are not known to, to do action flicks? What's the straight thing? What's the straight genre they go to when they go to straight to video DVD movies? Action movies. <laughs> like when did John Cusack become? Hey, we're making this badass action movie, man. Yeah, <laughs> we got. Please tell me you signed up John Cusack. Well, well he was in Con Air, wasn't he? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with Cuba Gooden Jr. Known yeah. to be a dramatic actor, like Daniel pointed out, you know, Men of Honor and Boys in the Hood, action martial arts star, straight different. Why can we stop doing it? It's either action or horror schlock. It's like, come on, man. It's like, why does this always happen? Can't they just be in dramatic movies, like straight to video dramatic films? As long as it's not lifetime bullshit, but, um, or, or, uh, pure flicks. As long as it's not that kind of garbage. Uh, Robert, what's going on, buddy? He says, uh, Cape Fear and Goodfellas are classics. Yes. Uh, we have not talked about Harrison Ford movies, uh, Michael. That that could be a future uh, stream as well. That sounds like fun. There's another one. Adrian Brody. There's another one. Why is Adrian Brody an action movie? Can someone, can someone explain this? Uh, Tribal Chief says, we're no angels with Sean Penn is a yay. All right. That's cool. John Cusack was a hitman in Gross Point Blank. I, I, I know that. And that's a great <laughs> movie. And I know, I, I love that movie. And I know he's a, he's trained by Benny the Jetterkitas in kickboxing in real life. I know this. But over his filmography, he is not known to be an action guy. <laughs> and the, the point I'm trying to make is all these great actors, when their careers die, they become action stars in the straight-to-video market. It's just bizarre to me. It's just weird. Liam Neeson. I Has mean, he was in Taken and stuff. Did he do a lot before? I'm trying to think of other action movies he was in early in his career. He was more of a dramatic guy, right? Yeah, yeah, because Rob Roy, he had a, he had a, like a sword fight mm-hmm. at the end. Next of Kin. Well, that was a Oh, Darkman. Yeah, but, you know, it was a superhero flick. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he was Darkman. Oh wow! I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about something different. Yeah, I'm thinking about the Shadow. Yeah, that's Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Adam Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's like in terms of being, he's probably done action here and there. But in terms of being known as action movie star, not really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. You're right. But I can see. I can see. Uh, if he starts making straight-to-video movies, you know it's going to be nothing but action. <laughs> we need more movies like... If you want to get old guys in action movies, make more movies like Death Wish 3. I want to, you know, yes. Like that. Yes. Death Wish 3. Get the guy... Get the old, crusty veteran. You know, he's <laughs> surrounded by 80 dudes. He shoots twice. All 80 of them fall down. Okay? This is, he doesn't reload. Fuck it. <laughs> It's fun. Kill the giggler, man. He killed yeah. the giggler. Kill the giggler, man. Kill the giggler. Oh, he's swinging the camera behind him while he's eating like the ice cream, just baiting him. Dude, that's <laughs> it. We're gonna have to, I don't know. You know, you got me tempted to do a Charles Bronson for, uh, stream next time. Wow. We might oh. do some Bronson. 
but uh, yeah, it's like I don't know. I would, I would, I would. You could tell if an old, crusty, classic actor veteran is just like taking the piss now. He's like doesn't care. He's just having fun. Yeah. Who's a good example of that? Like Samuel Jackson. Like he just doesn't. He's just having fun. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm trying to think of some other old actors that you could tell that they're just. I'm just here to have fun. I don't give a shit. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> Uh, Bob Odin. Getting, getting a second chance with John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's definitely his comeback movie, and now we got another Matrix film coming. But Keanu has not delved into the TV, you know, straight to DVD realm yet. Yeah, you know, he's been I mean? in some bad stuff, but it wasn't oh, yeah. TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Samurai. Have, Samurai, have you have you seen Forty Seven Ronin yet? Not yet. It's on the list. Oh. It's on the. That's a future. Is it really that bad? Episode. We're gonna. We're gonna do that one. I've seen it. I got. I got it on Blu-ray. Well, maybe we'll talk later, my friend. Maybe we'll (laughs) we'll schedule. Uh, we need one more with that. Have you seen uh, Man of Tai Chi? No. Eric, Mm -hmm. you seen that one? What thoughts on that one? Thought I had. I thought I had its good moments in it. You know what I mean? It. you got Tiger in there, and there, there. Some of the fights are pretty good. I do think I understand the point of the ending, but that's a huge freaking anticlimax, man. With a uh, yeah. I but overall, I, I thought it was pretty good overall. Let's check right now, really quickly. What forty-seven Ronin? Yeah. What forty-seven Ronin's rating is? Oh, it can't be good. There we go. Yeah, there's parts about it that I do like. Oh my god. Yeah, this is perfect. We're doing it, Daniel. <laughs> We're doing it. Is it really that bad? Future episode. You're getting exclusive early uh reveal chat. 47 Ronan with Keanu Reeves, 16%. Ooh. On tomatoes. Wow, I don't know what's that low. Holy shit. Yeah, we Ooh. gotta do we gotta do it now. Damn. Since I haven't seen it yet, this is perfect. Um, so it's perfect. Yeah. So and yes, you know what am I what am I what am I gonna say right now, Eric? What do you think I'm gonna say right now? Hmm. Take a guess. Remember, I was like, there's a theme going on, on tonight's stream. The theme is yes, I own it on Blu-ray and I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just randomly throw out any movie, Eric. Go. Just throw out a movie name right now. Uh Elite Squad one and two. <laughs> ah, you cheater. The Tai Chi Master. <laughs> Uh yeah, so uh yeah, well, well let's do that one just for shits and giggles. Let's check Man of Tai Chi while we're here. It's you'll be surprised. And I might have. Why well, do I have a feeling I might have checked this before? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Seventy percent. Yeah. Holy fuck! Why the fuck did that happen? All right. Okay. Well, never mind. Don't worry, I'll have, an, I'll have another one. <laughs> I'll find another one, Daniel. We'll talk later. We'll talk after the stream. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a good one. 16%. That's perfect. Perfect. And Eric, remember, you can hit me up at any time, my friend. Yeah. Anytime. I gotta. I want to make sure the, the movie that I pick is actually, av- you know, kind of like available enough 
I don't want to force you to buy a, a Blu-ray of some garbage movie. You know what I mean? Force me to buy Super Mario Brothers on DVD from eBay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I because this Tuesday, well today today, I was supposed to stream with Master Chaos. It isn't really that bad episode with Super Mario Brothers and Double Dragon, but. Five billion streaming sites and no Super Mario Brothers. Like, really? It's going to continue to be a bigger and bigger problem. You're going to see movies just disappear. I'm I telling know. you, man. Like, come on. Like, theoretically, with with the transition to digital, we you should have like every movie. You know what I mean? Every it should be available to to rent online. You know what I mean? Do you not want to make money? You just bury your, your the films that, that you have distribution on. Yeah, I, in the movies that I have. They were more available ten years ago when the DVD boom was going on than they are now on streaming sites. So it's kind of yeah. worrisome for me. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Uh, Christopher says, did, "Did we hear about Lethal Weapon Five being made?" I did hear that. Oh man! Yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay. Over under is does this line hit the film? Man, we're too old for this shit. <laughs> Oh, that needs to be in the trailer. That should that should be the title of the film. Lethal Weapon, yeah. Lethal Weapon Five, Lethal and, Weapon Five. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. We're too old for this shit, right? And then <laughs> you know, have have him say that in the trailer. You know, Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. And then in the same trailer, after he says that, the camera will slowly pan to Robert De Niro. No, we are too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's it. I'm gonna try to find that GIF. I'm gonna try to find a GIF of just. That's it. I'm trying to find it. Um, yeah. I mean, the only good thing about it is Richard Donner is directing. Um, but it's just weird because we're too crippled for this shit. <laughs> uh, the, the the only thing though is. The the whole point of the fourth fucking movie was that they were that at this point Mel Gibson is past his prime. Yeah, Danny Glover, the very first Lethal Weapon movie, Danny Glover was kind of like, I'm too old for this. He's like getting old. But the the whole point of the fourth movie is that Mel Gibson at this point, well, you know, part of the fourth movie was that he's like, he got his ass kicked in the beginning of the movie in the boxing when he's sparring, and he's just like sitting there like, man, I just I'm fuck. Yeah. It's like, dude, how many? How old is that fourth movie? <laughs> that was still in the nineties, right? So you, like, mean, you know what? Just bring Gary Busey back. Just bring him back. Yeah, it's twi- shot at the title, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he actually didn't die. They got him to the hospital just in time. <laughs> oh god, that'll be hilarious, dude! Old. Crusty, fucked up Gary Busey versus old Mel Gibson. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, somebody run over a fire hydrant, bro, in winter and have him go at it again. Oh my god. He'll throw a punch and his back will go out. He'll fall over. Oh my yeah. god. Is Chris Rock coming back for the fifth movie? Oh man. <laughs> Your baby's gonna oh. have my baby. Oh, <laughs> I was horrible, dude. I, I was laughing, but I was laughing at just how stupid that was. And yeah, was, it was it was bad. Yeah, and fuck it, Jet Li's twin brother 
uh, arrives to avenge his brother's death. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, you guys got me in tears. Oh. Oof. That's funny. What about Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci was still around? Well, yeah. he was the okay, Irishman. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Bring back everybody. Rene Russo. Fuck it. Bring everybody oh. back. Hey, Rene Russo still looks good for her age. At least That's out of true. all of them, she still That's looks true. good. That's true. That's true. Oh my god, we are we are hilarious. It's fun. Oh, anything else you guys want to mention or talk about, or you want to wrap it up for today? It was a good stream. I was gonna say something, but I'll say I, I was gonna say something, but I'll wait till I wait till we're done. We're done. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up then. Chat. Thank you, badasses. The Movie Dojo Army. That's right. Showed up to represent. Thanks for hanging out uh, with us, knuckleheads today. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to Daniel the Sci-Fi Century. That's right. Eric, the Asian movie enthusiast. Uh, make sure you subscribe to him as well. He's very knowledgeable about films. And uh, you, you subscribe to me if you want. I don't know. <laughs> well, we still appreciate uh, the support. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. And we'll be doing more of these. Uh, you guys already gave us good ideas already with some Bruce Willis stream, filmography, and Harrison Ford. That sounds like fun. Maybe Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. And, uh there is a, uh, I don't know if you, if you have not seen the video yet on the channel of me being goofy and dancing. <laughs> if you have not seen it yet, uh, make sure you guys join us this Saturday at 6 p.m. Excuse me, 6 p.m. It got is a really that bad uh, vibe in my head. Uh, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Join us Saturday for the first ever live fat pickups video. <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> I might be drinking some Jack and Coke. I might get crazy. I might get crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll do a pickles video for you guys there and have some fun uh, hanging out with us and me. Me and Lady Fat Blood, we're going to be there too. So it'll be great to see all you guys there. So don't forget, Saturday at 2 p.m. All right, guys. Take care. See you next time.